Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down. So I think this, you know, we I feel like I've been the one to say it every week, and maybe it's just because football is back. But again, I think we got a fun one in week three. We'll talk about some of these over/under uh, totals that we're looking at right now. Some of these games that are expected to be bonanzas, uh, which could be fun. Appreciate everybody who's jumping in right now. Like I said, watching us via YouTube, uh, Facebook, Periscope. We appreciate all of you guys checking in on us. It's the Degen Nation Pod. You guys can find us on Twitter at DGen Nation Pod. That's where we um, keep all our interactions up. That's where we're posting the DFS 
content that we have coming out. I got the building blocks article that I'm doing this year with plays that I'm building around for my teams. Uh, got the top low own picks that I'm doing on YouTube exclusively this year. It's the contrary 10 that I'm taking to a video version. So that's been fun. And we got a ton of content, guys, that's going on just at the fantasyauthority.com. You see there, if you're watching with us, subscribe to our YouTube channel to get some of that stuff early, early, early weekly start sit questions that are happening there with Kevin Cody um, from the Fantasy Authority OG pod and and definitely, you know, good waiver show as well, too. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Make sure you guys are going to the website to sit all to get all that content. All right, Maddie. It's week three. Uh, we got to get into this DraftKings breakdown. I can't wait for Kev to come back because it's it's going to be a doozy. He's already trying to talk about a quarterback that I will not have any exposure to this week, and it's just crazy. But uh, it's it's going to be a fun one, man. Let's uh let's just start it off how we do with the quarterback position. Um, you know we we got some guys at the top who who definitely are worth the price tag and and ironically, you know, cheaper than what we've seen on these prices uh, so far uh, in, in early on in the season. You know, you got Russell Wilson at the top uh, of the food chain on DraftKings, 7,300. He doesn't offer as much, you know, rush, rushing upside as a Lamar Jackson, but still, you know, cheaper, uh, fairly cheaper than what we've seen him. And he's been smashing pretty much any matchup with the, you know, averaging I think the Seahawks are averaging like 60 points a game or something crazy like that for fantasy. So it's just crazy. Then right behind him is Dak um, in that, you know, Dak in Seattle uh, playing against a team that's been giving up a ton of points to the quarterback position. Just got just gave Cam Newton a career day. Um, and, you know, if Dak is able to get some rushing upside within the 20. He's going to pay off that price tag. Then you got Josh Allen, who I mean, MVP hopes are alive for Josh Allen. This guy has, you know, turned his, I don't want to say turned his career around because people have been talking about him. A lot of people in the industry have been talking about this is going to be a surge year for Josh Allen, but we, we've seen it come to fruition now. 300-yard um, games, three touchdowns, uh, not turning the ball over as much, just taking care of it and really taking care of business in the good matchups. So those are your top three quarterbacks at the top. Um, I know we, we, we're going to have to talk about these, these big games that I said that are going to be bonanzas, right? So we got uh, the Seattle and Dallas game. We got Arizona and Detroit that's expected to be 50 points. And really, you know, I'm just looking at Kyler in that matchup. I don't know if we can necessarily trust Matt Stafford. He's got a $6,300 price tag on DraftKings. Expected to get Kenny Galladay back for this game, which will definitely help. But Kyler with that rushing upside and what you're getting out of him, um, at 6800 for his price, it, it, it's nice there. And, and I'm just really curious to see if the Detroit pieces on the other side can help obtain that. Um, outside of that, you know, we, we got some other ones that are kind of creeping up there, but nothing as crazy as those games. I'm, I'm curious to kind of get your guys' thoughts just about the slate in general and kind of where we're at thus far um, with quarterback because I, I'm not playing Mitchell Trubisky this week. I'll go ahead and say it. You see the Bears jersey in the background. Uh, I root for the Bears. This is a Bears trap. Don't buy into it. And uh, welcome back, I'm a digress. Kev. I'm a digress. <laughs> welcome back, Kev. Mitchell Trubisky week. Let's go. Jesus. You not be excited to play Mitchell Trubisky. Absolutely not, dude. Trap spot. Why? No business. Why? Play. 
dude. It's like I mean, so okay, so who who are the quarterbacks that have blown up Atlanta thus far, right? So you're looking at uh, Dak Prescott, right? And then um, who'd they play in Week One? I had it written down here. Russ but, and Russ, it, and it's not those are not. We can go back to last year too if you'd like and take a look. I mean, it, go, it's go back. This, this, this defense is, is terrible. Their secondary is terrible. Go back. It, he's 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 had a matchup against Atlanta too. It, it, in, in Soldier Field, and I mean, de- decent numbers, you know, it's not, and he, look, so you're looking at, like, last week, going against, um, in last week's matchup, going against the Giants, right, so a team that we saw Ben Roethlisberger, you know, n- not explosive, but definitely was able to go in there and take care of business, and even with Saquon out of the, out of the game, like, and the Giants offense not being able to get anything going, like, Mitchell, he, he, he was in a, he was in, what? But here's the question. The, the difference between that game was game script, right? It was a really sure. low-scoring game on both sides of the football. Do you think that the Chicago defense can hold back the Atlanta offense? Because this is in Atlanta too, right? I'm pretty sure. Right. And the Dome? Right. So do you think, I, do you I, think I the think Chicago be... defense – because I, I, I think this, is, this, this game also has shootout potential. I just don't – I just don't – the Bears are not designed – to be in the situation where they they're shooting out, I mean they they luck box they luck box pretty much into a week one win there against Detroit, because Mitchell just abuses Detroit for whatever reason. But that was an incredible fourth quarter comeback when they couldn't get anything going for three quarters. And I I, I do agree with you, Kev. I think that Atlanta points will be scored in this game and that they'll be able to get to get an edge off over the field. And then they'll probably be, you know, we'll probably see if Todd Gurley's got anything left in the tank because they're going to be up by two, three scores and just be running Gurley um, because they won't have to rely on Matt Ryan. I just don't the, the they're not designed to play from behind. They're designed to be able to, um, you know, keep the game close, get guys like David Montgomery involved, get short passing routes involved and, and open up the playbook when they have to be able to throw deep and you know come from behind it's it's ugly and people are going to want to play him because of the numbers that they're giving up if you're just you know if you're just coming into a slate and saying okay you know what defenses give up the most fantasy points to the quarterback position and you're looking at week three and you're gonna you know you're gonna see atlanta up there but you're looking at guys like russell wilson and dak who are mvp candidates right now who are just obliterating the field in their competition and that that's just not what Mitchell Trubisky is and what he will be. And imagine having your DFS money, you know, tied to that offense. It's like, and, and nothing that they're doing right now, like, so you're playing Mitchell, you got to play him with one other person, and, and it could be A-Rob. Contract talks are still going on. Didn't really look like he was, you know, having a good outing there on Sunday, kind of, they're not even looking his Mitchell's not even looking his way, getting guys like Darnell Mooney more involved, getting him red zone touches. Anthony Miller still still seeing the field. Like he's going to he's going to pass the ball to just whoever's open. He's not a guy who's gonna force feed, force feed, force feed, force feed, which is what I like for DFS at least. So who are you trusting to stack him with in games? I if you're talking ca- cash, which I know you're not, Kev, because you're talking about taking down tournaments, I just don't know 
that he gets there and 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 he could maybe get there but it will be a luck box thing it's not going to be anything that you feel confident about and feel free or be prepared to have your dfs lineups going into the fourth quarter with mitchell trubisky having like 10 points and you just hoping that he's going to get you a usable score so are you saying you'd rather play Allen robinson and, and not play trubisky i'd feel more i'd feel more comfortable playing Allen robinson because i think i think this is a blow up spot yeah I think this is a blow up spot for Allen Robinson. Like Allen Robinson, all like all the numbers are there, for, but he sure. just hasn't produced right. He has he has a twenty eight percent target share, which is eleventh. He's eighth in air yards, uh, fourth in deep targets, fifth in red zone targets. I mean, you know, I mean everything's there. He he just hasn't really been able to put it together. I mean, so I, I think this is a blow up spot. Like there's nobody on the Atlanta side that that I think that he can't he can't abuse. And that's a, right and now I, I would much rather get exposure to Mitchell. The, to by playing a wide receiver at 6,200 than playing him when you're looking. I mean, Herbert's right around him. Um, it, as crazy as it sounds, dude, I would be playing Wentz over him. And I know oh, I don't think that's crazy, crazy at all. I, I, th- I think Wentz is probably going to have lower ownership. He shouldn't. Like, this is a great matchup. This is a great bounce back spot for, right. for, for him. I know a lot of people want nothing to do with Carson Wentz anymore. They think that he's toast. It's too he hasn't sense. shown us much. He hasn't shown us much. He, he hasn't. Uh, but th- there's a lot of crazy things, right? Like, I mean, you could say the same thing really about the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense still hasn't looked very good. Uh, I mean, even last week, again, I mean, they, they had to come from behind. And that offense through two weeks really hasn't looked like the Chiefs offense whatsoever. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that with, with no training camp, with limited training camp, no preseason. Like, right. you know, I, I, so, so there are certain factors here I think we need to take into consideration. And people are, I think, over-evaluating things after, a, you know, with a two-week sample size. So – is Mitchell Trubisky? I, I I still I mean I still have no problem playing him at fifty seven hundred. I mean if you look at the other guys that are cheaper than him, I mean wh- where's that spot coming from? Uh, that as far as a cheaper quarterback that you really want to play, like there might be a couple options there, but overall, like I, I think he's 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 probably the best. Now you're right, you know playing Carson Wentz, who's only a hundred dollars more expensive, hundred dollars and fifty eight hundred dollars Carson Wentz is too cheap to get in Cincinnati. So I I can see that play, but. I still think Trubisky, who has, you know, the rushing upside to, you know, get you 40 or 50 rushing yards is in the range of possibility. And, you know, this offense doesn't, or this defense that he's facing doesn't scare me. So uh, it, it has a pretty decent total. I think it's 47 right now. Um, I think it opened at a 48 and it's, bet, it's been bet down to like a 47 and a half. Um, so it's still one of the higher totals. It's not the Seattle game, which has an insane, um, what is it, like 56, 55, something like that. Same with right. the Arizona game is also one of the higher totals. Um, but I, I think this game does have potential to shoot out. And because I'm not really – the, the Bears secondary I still think is very exploitable. And this you know Atlanta offense right now has really you know uh, been hitting on all cylinders. Obviously, they lost last week, but that doesn't really matter for DFS. So, you know – I. If this game gets going again and you see Atlanta get ahead, then you know this is going to be a great game, game skip for the game script for the Bears, and that's why I think you can play Trubisky. Um, would I go all in on Trubisky? No, but but do I think that he's usable? Absolutely. Maddie, what say you? I probably will not get to Trubisky just because I don't think his ceiling is what we can see possibly out of the big four from Dak, Russ, Stafford, and Kyler in those two monster total games. Those games are head and shoulders a full touchdown above every other game on the slate. You've got Detroit, Arizona opened at 51. It's up to 55. And Dallas and Seattle opened at 55. It's up to 56. I mean, those are monster totals. And yes, 
I do think, you know, Kenyon Drake's in a great spot, which we'll talk about him uh, against Detroit, who Aaron Jones just absolutely manhandled last week. But at the same time, you know, Kyler, he's shown a, a massive rushing ability through through two weeks already. He even had a rushing touchdown call back because of a holding penalty um, against Washington last week. But, man, that Stafford was getting Galladay back is so big for him. And we even saw him go out and shred Chicago week one. Um, would have thrown a, a game-winning touchdown to Swift if he had not dropped it. And we might be having a little bit different conversation. But him at 6,300. Mm-hmm. You know, getting Galladay back is not only big for Stafford, but that's big for Marvin Jones, too, because the coverage shifts from Marvin Jones over back to Galladay, and Jones doesn't have to deal with the top corners anymore. So, um, you know, having Galladay back really opens up that offense. And, you know, in a 55 total, I don't see any way Detroit slows down anything that Arizona is going to do. So, you know, I really, I really like Stafford this week. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, end up playing him just because, man, that, that Dallas-Seattle game, it just feels like, you know, we've got a 65-70 point game coming again, just like we saw with the, the Atlanta game uh, this past week. Because, you know, Dallas, they already put Anthony Brown on IR. He's been their slot corner. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie has already been ruled out for this week. Trayvon Diggs, their other starting corner, He's questionable with a shoulder injury, so that's their top three corners are possibly out this game. Two of them are definitely out, um, and and Diggs is a rookie too. So, man, you're asking Jordan Lewis to come in and play slot, and he got beat out by Anthony Brown. You're asking Diggs to hold down the top corner slot as a rookie, and I mean he's been he's been okay, but even he goes out there and plays hurt. Like we're talking about Russell Wilson, who just right. puts Stephon Gilmore in a blender with DK, you know, like, (laughs) it's like, I just don't see a way that Russ doesn't absolutely smash that Cowboys secondary. And if that happens, we're going to see the exact same Cowboys offense. We just saw this past week where Dak lights it up for 400 to 450 yards, which we just saw Cam Newton do in the same exact situation. And I would say, I would say Dak and his weapons are a little bit better than what the Patriots got on their side. So it's just really, really hard for me to get to a fringe play like Trubisky this week solely because of these other monster ceiling options that we have. Um, and I know they're going to be popular, but I'm just going to, I'm going to get exposure to those games with my, with my air attacks and then just probably try to be different with my running backs and other pass catchers. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to talk about running backs with you guys this week to, to figure out ways to, to get that stack. Right. Because we saw last week. So the Atlanta Dallas stack, that, that was it. Like you, you know, even if you, you could have played Ryan and you didn't really necessarily need him because of like guys like Kyler, he was able to get there at that cheap price tag, but like, you know, Hayden, Hayden Hurst got there for tight end. So if you didn't have Johnu Smith, like you definitely wanted to have him, um, you know, if you played Julio, you were pretty much not having a good day, but Ridley got there. Um, Russell Gage at his price was able to get there late. Talking about the Dallas wide receivers, I mean, you know, if you played Michael Gallup, that sucks. But Amari Cooper, he got 20. You you know, it wasn't fire, but you got there. And then CeeDee Lamb got 20 at his cheap price. And the, so, the wild thing, too, about that Dallas side is Dak only threw one touchdown. He ran in three. Like right. imagine if you imagine if Dak threw four touchdowns and now you're passing out three extra touchdowns to these pass catchers that already got there solely right. on volume. 
yeah, the the volume is is just insane there, and and you know, in a in a matchup that, and, and we don't really know. I, I don't think we know enough about the uh, run defense there for Seattle, and and we can talk about that with with Zeke and and what you guys feel comfortable about on having exposure to him. But you know, we they Gurley, he was you know kind of used a little bit at the beginning and then you know whatever and then like last week it was all cam against seattle and you know sony michelle's dust um you know rex burkhead was used as a pass pass catcher and not rusher uh so it'd be it'll be interesting to see them go against you know uh a zeke but uh you know with with quarterback here you know what 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 are what are some of these other plays that we can feel comfortable with outside of not going to the top and i and and you know, this week, probably more so than any, just because of the pricing. And, and Kev, at the beginning, I kind of just talked about Russell Wilson being the highest price at 7,300 when we had like guys like Lamar at 8K um, and, and Mahomes approaching that price too. Like, you know, do I don't even know if I can feel necessarily comfortable and I'm the contrarian player, like going outside the box too much outside of these, you know, outside of these guys, like Justin Herbert presents me some interest if he's going to be rushing um, like we saw against Kansas City last week. I thought that was pretty interesting there from from a guy that I I didn't know he had that really in his wheelhouse. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's kind of nice if we're going to get some rushing upside from a guy at fifty nine hundred. Um, I mean, I know what your biscuits down there for you, Kev, but like outside of outside of those guys, like, I mean, in GPPs, you can do you can get crazy, right? Like you can go Stafford on the other side of that game. You can maybe go to Tom Brady against Denver. Um, it is on the road, but, you know, Denver with a little bit better against the run, so to speak, um, having injuries across the board he might be able to get there maybe in GPPs, but like you really want to try and just build around these top four guys. And that's not something that I usually want to do or say to do. What about, what about Daniel Jones um, going against the 49ers and the 49ers defense is just absolutely shredded right now. Um, like he's, su- I mean, he's super cheap. What is he? 5,500. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I think he's somewhat interesting. Uh, we know that he has that uh, that ability to run the football as well. He's tenth in rushing yards per game on the season. Um, and I also think that you know you kind of look at him and you know he's that kind of that boomer bust type play where he can go out and drop thirty points. You know, um, but he's also can give you ten. So uh, and not to mention the fact that they don't have Saquon. Right. So uh, I know they brought in Devonta Freeman, but I doubt that he gets too much opportunity week one. So you have to think Jones throws forty plus times, right. right? And going up against this defense, I don't think really should scare anybody. I mean, they've lost their. I don't think they're going to have D Ford back. They're not going to have, um, you know, obviously Bose is out for the year. Solomon Thomas is out for the year. Sherman's their secondary, out. Richard Sherman. I mean, th- that defense is so it's going to be a shell of itself. So I don't think there's they really should be really worried about playing anybody from there. And I just think you know at that cheap price. Um, Depending on you know how your you know how the rest of your team is building out, you know if you're wanting to pay up at running back because there's a couple running backs there that look like to be in fantastic spots. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor being one of them that uh, mm-hmm. you know you want to get exposure to. So if you wanted to pay up at other places, like I don't think Daniel Jones and like a Darius Slayton stack, especially now with Sterling Shepard's out, so that that should take away some of that stuff, uh, some of those concerns. Um, 
So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, though, you know, something like that would be something I would look to go to if you're wanting to kind of get contrarian and go away from the Staffords, the, the Kyler Murrays, the Wentz, or not the Wentz, but the uh, uh, Dak and uh, Russ. I completely – I like that call. I completely yeah. agree. Daniel Jones was one of the highest scoring fantasy points for guys down the, down the second half last year. And, I mean, like you said, with Barkley out, they're not just going to run Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman into the line over and over and over again. Right. Um, I mean, you've got Slayton and, and Ingram and Tate. Assume, Tate. Tate's back, right? Yeah, Tate, Tate, Tate's okay. back. Um, Tate's back. couldn't have been at a better back. time. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I mean, Slayton, Ingram, and Tate, like, that's that's a usable set of pass catchers. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Matty, he's already thrown 40, 40 times, and, you know, that was with Saquon not doing anything for him in week one and then leaving the game in week two. So we, you know, you got upside there and usage there, 19 points in, in week one against the Steelers when he was forced to throw. And now, like, like I was saying, yeah, I mean, this, we really haven't seen what this San Francisco defense is like for full, you know, for full slate. Um, and, and even if they're able to put points up on the road or, or if not, you know, he, he could get there when you're talking, you know, Dion, uh, we don't know what to expect from Devonta Freeman. I don't expect much, but, um, you know, we'll see him coming off the street. But Dion Lewis is going to be used as a pass catching back. Um, Wayne Gallman is, is going to be in, uh, you know, on rushing downs, but he's not going to really get you anything. So, yeah, like you're liking the narrow distribution of targets there when you don't have to pick from that many guys who, you know, can go off. And they're all priced pretty, you know, respectively this year or this week. Especially, you know, you're talking about Golden Tate coming back into the lineup. I think he's in the four four K range, um, somewhere in there. And that that provides a ton of upside. So yeah, I don't mind yeah, that. Yeah, I mean with Devonta Freeman, I think it's gonna be much more like a Leonard Fournette situation, right? Where uh week one where he got signed late in the week and he you know, he got a couple touches. I think that's probably gonna be the same thing you're gonna see for Devonta Freeman. I you know, he had no training camp, he's had nothing. And um, they just paid him. I mean, a decent amount of money. I think it's like three point five million or something like that, uh, which is shocking to me, especially with already two weeks down, you know, already gone, uh, that they paid him that kind of money. But um, I just think for this week, I doubt he gets that much opportunity. Um, with I, I think you see like what six to eight carries. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think somewhere yeah. in that range. And a target, maybe yeah. two. Yeah. So he's so yeah. I mean, I that's that's why i think yeah because they are fifth in the league with uh, 44 pass attempts per game right now so and he's also to me- not to mention he's also number one in red zone attempts so yeah no that's uh that's a, that's a usable play there kev i mean yeah you're go- you're going to have i mean if you're not playing those guys then you really need to be playing a guy who you think is going to have you know bananas bananas in usage bananas attempts uh, like Maddie said, you're talking about Daniel Jones, who does have some rushing upside there, so you can get points there because you 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 might be looking at the quarterback position and saying, I, I need I need 30. Who who can go out there and get me 30? Um, if not, damn near close to it. Uh, with all the other plays hitting, uh, the way that these these games are are shaping up, and from what we've seen thus far, is there anybody else that you guys wanted to to touch on before we move on? Yeah, Kev, I I brought up Carson Wentz. I mean, it, we'll talk about running backs in a second, and and I'm just gonna play Miles Sanders uh, instead of Wentz because I just love the guy. Um, and Wentz has not shown anything that looks promising, but you know. 
gets a pretty decent matchup this week, so, so I mean, he could get there. I think the only thing I would say is that we could have you could have said the same thing about Baker Mayfield heading into last week. I mean, he looked completely lost, and right, I mean, he right. looked, he looked pretty damn good last week against the Brown or uh, against the Bengals. True. So, I mean, that, that secondary is trash. Like, if there is a get right spot, this is it for him. If it if it does not turn around this week, then there, there should be real concern for him. But you know, at that price tag, I mean, he's normally what a 63, 64, 6500 quarterback getting yeah. him at fifty eight hundred. You know, and now without Jalen Rager, uh, now that he's out right. for the next eight weeks or something like that, I think it, you know, kind of obviously you, you still probably don't want to play him with Goddard or Ertz. Uh, they've had very similar target shares. I know, you know, Goddard had the bigger week, week one. Um, I think there's some other options there that you could pair him with, like, you know, Deshaun Jackson could, you know, it w- may be the guy, but especially with Jalen Rager out. I do think there's a couple other options there if you wanted to play him, you know, that, that, that would be available but yeah I, I do think Carson Wentz is 100 I think you can definitely play him against Cincinnati and I don't think he's gonna have yeah. any ownership right and that that's what that's what I love about Wentz is that the ownership is just gonna be so low um you know you know where the targets are going um so yeah if I if I was making I probably wouldn't play him on on one of my main lines necessarily but if I was in a 20 max yeah I would definitely have like 15 percent of Carson Wentz maybe 20 um, just to get leverage on the field and leverage on my Miles Sanders shares there um, because of the ownership not being there. And we've we've seen him too have, you know, be able to rush in touchdowns from the red zone. Like if, if they're not, you know, getting it done with the running backs, he's, he's wanting to sneak it in or kind of get in from the three or what have you. So he can provide upside in that regard too. Maddie, anything for you before we move it on to the running back position? No, I, I I think quarterback's pretty straightforward this week. You play those top four guys from those top two games, or if you want to play all the dudes, go cheap with – I really like the Daniel Jones play. I'm going to have to look at and dive into that one a little bit more um, myself. But, yeah. yeah, on the surface, that, that play looks good with – you know, I think, like you guys said, nobody's going to play it, and nobody's going to see San Francisco and say, hell no. But right. it's a – you know, that team is, like Kev said, a shell of itself right now, and – um, I mean, we saw San Francisco, th- what was it, the second half of last year where it was the same situation. They were missing all their starting def- defensive backs and all that, and they got torched by everyone through the air. Like, yeah. I remember Matt Ryan went into San Francisco and beat them on the road, and Julio had a monster game. Hooper, I think, maybe caught a touchdown or something. And so, you know, the, the, I think it's so important to, you know, attack teams that are injury riddled and aren't what they normally are because you're getting guys at a you know discounted ownership you know they have a chance to go off against second unit guys second string guys for sure we'll see we'll see what uh what the man there the the defensive coordinator there for for San Fran has up his sleeve um because it'll be it'll be uh it'll be an interesting one to see how they play with this personnel um let's let's move it on to running back here um and you know we're Running back last week, my what is it was a doozy. Uh, we talked about Saquon Barkley last week, Maddie. Uh, he's gone. Um, Christian McCaffrey, we weren't playing for. He was at the top. He gone. Uh, you know Raheem Mostert, he gone. Uh, I mean, you know, take take your pick. It was just terrible. The the Rams running back situation, Acres and Brown both dinged up. It, it was just crazy for the running back position last week. So this week we got. Pretty much your usable players with McCaffrey being on the IR there. You got Elliott at the top, 8-3. Uh, Derrick Henry coming in at 7-8, who was chalk last week. Disappointed a lot of a lot of people's lineups. Uh, Dalvin Cook at 7-6. Uh, 
Josh Jacobs, who is on the injury report, but could just be from that Monday game, 7-3. And then Jonathan Taylor, they are going against the Jets at 7K. Those are your your top-priced guys, so to speak. Uh, you know, then we, we, we're going to have to talk about what's going on with the, with the chargers. Now that they got the kid back there with Herbert, um, Eckler looks revitalized, Josh Kelly at 5k, you know, all of a sudden becomes usable. Uh, Miles Sanders. I love going against the Cincinnati team that just helped Nick Chubb get right last week at 6,400. That feels too cheap. Maddie, I'll let you talk about Kenyon Drake this week, only seeing a $100 boost in his price at 6k and you know disappointed last week i think we we kind of got on him uh as a play uh and he you know kyler was just able to to rush it in and kind of take care of business and they didn't really you know need him as far as scoring went um david montgomery he's five seven i'm not i'm not interested in playing him but you know maybe he gets utilized in the red zone and can you know get there um when they when they do get there the bears that is uh we got you know guys like mike davis coming into the fold at 5-1 taking the place of mccaffrey uh the tampa bay situation there against denver you know is is it really for nets backfield because uh, ronald jones fumbles the snap from brady uh be curious to see what you guys are doing there um and then out, out you know I, I don't know if we really have any other cheap guys that we feel comfortable with, except for Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is 4,900, um, you know, gets re uh, rekindled, I guess, for lack of a better word, with his uh, offensive coordinator there in Atlanta and Kyle Shanahan, who, who, you know, loves this guy, has always spoke his praises, was talking about him all offseason, you know, came into that game, three attempts last, last week for 77 yards, was able to get a touchdown, um, if they're going to, you know, utilize him as they would with Tevin Coleman banged up and Raheem Mostert banged up, then 4,900 for this guy who's going to be a starter might be nice. Um, but yeah, for, for me right now, the guys that are standing out um, really for me are, are Taylor, Sanders, and, and McKinnon at that price. Um, what, what are you guys looking at as it is Wednesday now, so early on in the week for your bills? What if I told you I have the Aaron Jones play of the week already? Oh, God. Already? Already. Dalvin Cook, 7,600 at home against Tennessee. It's happening. Okay. He is going to go absolutely nuclear this game. Minnesota ranks Talk to me. Fourth, Minnesota ranks fourth in adjusted line yards. And you guys know I, I love looking at these offensive line, defensive line matchups, um, yep. which last week – Green Bay was like fifth on offense and Detroit was near dead last. So it's, you know, when you match up a good O line with a bad, bad D line, you know, there's bigger, bigger gaps for running backs to get through. And when you've got an explosive running back, it, it just turns into good things. So you've got Minnesota, it comes in at fourth in terms of adjusted line yards on offense. And then on defense, you've got Tennessee at 22nd. So Tennessee has been getting you know, they've been giving it up on the ground already through two weeks. We just saw James Robinson run for over 100 yards against them last week on, on only like 16 carries. And then week one, they gave up over five yards per carry to the dusty Melvin Gordon. Now you give me Dalvin Cook against this rush defense that hasn't stopped anybody yet? Yes, please. And I guarantee you he's going to be less than 5% owned because everybody's going to play Miles Sanders. Everybody's going to play Kenyon Drake. Everybody's going to play James Conner against Houston. Everybody's going to play Jarek McKinnon. 
and nobody's going to pay 7600 for Dalvin Cook because everybody wants to pay for Russ, Dak, and all their weapons. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just it's getting to Dalvin Cook this week is you're already different because you're going to have a different build because you're paying up at running back, which some, is something that not a lot of people are going to do because they want the pay up for the stacks. So right. with that said, that inherently makes me like loading up on the Giants pass attack even more because I can load up on all those guys for super cheap and play Dalvin Cook. Because I was playing around with builds earlier tonight, and it is, it's tough to get Dalvin in there with like a Russ team and a Dak team and trying to get all the exposure to all, the, all their pass catchers because they're pretty expensive. But, yeah, yeah. I, I love absolutely love Dalvin this week. Um, I think he smashes. Uh, I think Vegas agrees. So Minnesota's not favored, but that total opened at 45-and-a-half and it jumped to 49, and it's only a two-and-a-half spread with Tennessee favored. Hmm. Vegas Vegas thinks it's going to be high-scoring and close, and I think Dalvin Cook is going to be heavily involved. Um, we've seen them through two weeks, you know, start to uh, – each week they've, you know, increased his carries a little bit. He had more week two than he did week one. So I, I'm expecting him to be north of 20 – around 20 carries and probably, you know, three to, three to five targets, which – at 7,600, you can definitely do worse. I definitely like Kenyon Drake, too, especially if you're not playing Kyler Murray. Uh, we just, we've just we seen you know Detroit get absolutely gashed on the ground already this year. They ranked dead last in adjusted line yards on defense. Um, it's just, for me, it's just a no-brainer spot. 6K, if it would be different if he was you know north of 7K, but 6K for a guy that can be involved in the pass game. He hasn't yet, but especially if Kirk misses, Christian Kirk is questionable. Um, I think with a hamstring. Um, so if he's yeah. out, you know, Isabella, Isabella or what, however you pronounce his, his name, uh, he probably slides into the slot in Kirk's place. But I, I think you could see some more Kenyon Drake pass game usage, more than the two targets he's seen in the first two weeks each. Um, so I do like Drake a lot. And I, I really like Joshua Kelly this week myself. Uh Five K for a guy who just got twenty six touches last week against the Carolina defense that is absolutely horrendous. I think it's, yeah. I, he, I think he's a great pivot if if McKinnon ends up chalk, which I think he will. All right, yeah, m- pivot to McKinnon, but and then you're also thinking about you know you're throwing in Eckler out there too, right? Because you know the Carolina defense they have been you know we we're just targeting them all over the place, but really it's pass catching backs for them. They're giving up the most targets, the most yards um, to to opposing backs, and that you know they're they're like not the worst, right? Cincinnati's the worst, and they're about fifth worst against giving up uh, rushing yards. So like by by playing the two, you know you're kind of getting exposure to all that offense, and and you know luckily we're getting Herbert this week, and we don't have to worry about uh, Ty God or Ty Rod or Tyrod going back there and and messing it up for us. Uh, with Eckler only being 6,800. So I think, you know, playing both of them is interesting. But, but yeah, I mean, Kelly at 5K is just, like you said, I mean, it's it's just chasing the volume, right? Like, you're not chasing the points. You're not chasing the box score. You're chasing the volume with somebody like Kelly. And at 5K, he's just not priced high enough. Yeah, and it's like, it's not like it was a weird game script last week. Like, they were in a competitive game with the Chiefs. You know, like... That's as clear as day as Joshua Kelly's going to get touches as it is. That's as clear as it gets. And I mean, three right. targets, like for a guy who got zero week one and got, and he's getting like most of the goal line carries, 
like three targets I, at 5K, I'll take that. Like I've got, we have, if you can honestly say, you know what Jarek McKinnon's role is going to be this week, you're a liar. You are a liar. <laughs> because you have no clue. Like we can sit here and say, yeah, McKinnon's going to be the workhorse. But I mean, the dude, you know, he missed two full seasons over the last two years. And right. Um, they still have Jeff Wilson and they can call up Hasty from the practice squad. Like, I think it's going to be more of a committee. But I will say McKinnon's volume is going to go up, and he has been extremely efficient with his touches because of how explosive he's been. But I just, sure. man, I just don't see any way that they just say, okay, McKinnon, you're going to get the mo- most most volume. Well, I think I, I, and I, I do agree with you, Maddie, because, you know, we, we've seen this scenario before where, I mean, Tubman Coleman, you're the guy. Oh, no, wait, Raheem Mostert, you just broke up a run. You're the guy now. It is just a revolving door. But, I, you know, that that connection that they have, you know, going back to Atlanta and him bringing him in and him keeping him on the squad and him talking him up, you know, it is coach speak. But at a certain point, you know, OK, we're going to actually see it come to fruition this week, because like if Kyle Shanahan was really buying into what McKinnon brings, that could be nice. And, and you're looking at that game and you're saying, oh, shit, like if oh, shit, Derek's here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying, um, you're saying, okay, if you're playing the giant side, uh, Derek, I love you. I'm happy you're here. If you're playing the giant side of that, right, and they're, you know, San Francisco is now playing from behind. If that, if that's the game script that kind of happens, I don't think, you know, Hasty's going to get work. I don't think that they're going to get Jeff Wilson work. Those are guys that they want to play when they got a lead and they're controlling the game. So McKinnon could then get into some pass catching work there if they are playing from behind. I, I, it will be chalky, Maddie. So getting a pivot there is is nice. But I do think that there are definitely scenarios where you could see that McKinnon is the guy and he does end up paying off forty nine hundred, not a you know f- high five thousand range that he would be if this were you know two weeks in or something like that. So two weeks if, into the situation. If that's the case, if you think that's the scenario where he smashes. Play him on your Daniel Jones team on the other side. I like yeah, that. I walked into this at a, at a great, great spot. I love that game. I think nobody's going to look at that game. The pace in that game I is agree. sneaky damn good, man. Yeah, New York, the Giants want to play fast. They're like 11th in, in neutral, in seconds per play in neutral situations. Yeah. Um, San Francisco wants to play slow, but, you know, if the Giants, if the Giants can start scoring pretty quickly against that second string defense, uh, I think you could see San Francisco get out of their shell a little bit. Well, the the funny thing about it is that the, the 49ers play slow as hell unless they're up with a lead. I want to say, I'll pull it up here real fast. Off the top of my head, I want to say they're sixth in pace and positive uh, game script. Um, so, yeah, like if they get out to a lead, they'll actually run faster. So, actually, what you want is for them to get out to a lead because the Giants have been, dude, they've been throwing the ball like, freaking crazy they're first in overall pass rate yep. they're fir- they're first they're top and this is all just off of memory because i wrote it up today but uh they're top three or top two i want to say a negative game script pa- passing rate um so yeah um san francisco is yeah they're sixth in positive game script pace so yeah i mean really what you want to happen in that game is for san francisco to get up early and then push the giants to freaking chuck the ball um have y'all already talked? Well, where, 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 where am I coming in at this? Like, we're, those we're, like, we're on running backs. So we were talking about McKinnon. <laughs> I'm sitting here two. on my couch watching uh, like a movie. I pull I up Twitter it. and I see y'all just chopping it up. And I, of course, 
I hit up Kev and I was like, not even an invite? What's up? And of course, this fool like sends me a link, so I can't resist. I love it. I love it. Thanks for joining us, guys. For you guys who are just, you know, if you're like, what the hell is going on with the DGNH part right now? Uh, Derek Brown, Debro underscore FFB is where you can find him on Twitter. Go follow him if you're not already. You have to be, right? I mean, your following is building up the basis there, right? Everything that you're doing with FPN. Uh, Derek, we're happy, we're happy for you to take some time and to join us here oh, on this fine God Wednesday. Heaven. I'm crashing y'all's party. Thank y'all for no, that. No. I, I, I was uh, bullshit with Maddie and DMs earlier today. Um, as is the usual. So no, thanks for letting me crash the party here. That's why I hit up Kev and I was like, uh, "You sure you really want this smoke? Because uh, I mean, you want it, I'll give it. It's all good. We, missed, we do uh, want this smoke. Kev, Kev is all on, all on Mitchell Trubisky this week, so you missed that fire. Oh man. <laughs> um, I look. I, I I would love to throw some shade at it, but I can see it, man. I can actually see it. Um, it's okay because we, we walked him. We walked him down. We cornered him and, and forced him down the Daniel Jones path. So, how, I mean, he, have we, have we talked about there, Cam Derek? Newton yet? Did we talk about Cam Newton and how no, the Patriots are great? Or we we haven't gotten there yet, huh? No. Well, so I was I was waiting to kind of talk about that because I love Julian Edelman this week, but uh, I do I do like me some Cam too. I do like me some Derek. Cam too. Derek, what's your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? So. I'm 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 at a crossroads. Like I see a path because Tennessee has not been great. They've been allowing a lot of rushing production and chunk plays and stuff. Who did they play last week with Jaguars, right? James Jaguars. Robinson. And James Robinson. Week one was gusty yep. ass Melvin Gordon over five yards of carry. And then if you go back to last year, they allowed it was what was it the second most targets and the third most receptions to to the running back position. It's yep. Just, they give up a lot of production. The only worry I have with that, Maddie, is like, what in the hell are the Vikings doing right now? Like with their pace, like they are <laughs> legit. Like, what, what's Dalvin Cook's gotten? I looked at it earlier today because I was like, uh, just trying to make heads or tails of this. Like he's gotten like what, like twelve carries and then fifteen carries and he, in another and game, and he's still getting twenty fantasy points a game. Yeah, that's is fair. The, is the thing like if he, you know, if they somehow unleash him which i'm hoping and here in week three you know i'm I'm thinking they're maybe easing him in um you know i don't i wasn't as tuned into his you know his training camp and preseason routine to see you know if he was there every day because i know all the contract talks were going on but i could see a, a, a path where they're saying you know let's just ease him in um especially considering how the the, the last two game scripts have gone for them you know they the games the two games have not been competitive at all so, you know, yeah. it's a complete abandon the run situation from the start, both of those games. And now I, I'm looking at these Vegas totals and I see the total jumps from 45 to 49. And it's only a two, oh, and, it half, did? And oh, it's wow. a two and a half point spread. Mm. And so, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, it's a two and a half point spread. Vikings are not going to get blown out. And the total jumped four points to 49. What, like. Who's it going to be? And there's only one – I look at the matchups, and there's a, only one explanation is Dalvin Cook. And nobody's I, – I mentioned, like, based on the roster construction, because everybody's going to play Miles Sanders. Everybody's going to play Kenyon Drake. Everybody's going to play James Conner against Houston. Uh, you've got Josh Kelly and, and McKinnon at 5K. Like, nobody's going to pay 7600 for Dalvin Cook because they want to play Russ and Dak and Kyler Murray and all those pay-ups that, in the passing game. So I think already you're going to be different, and – I I see a path to him being Aaron Jones of last week. Yeah, I mean, look, I 
I'm with you. I mean, look, um, and and I haven't. I'm actually was going to sit down tomorrow and do all my game by game. So I'm actually looking at pricing for the very first time and and diagnosing this slate. But I love that call. That that is a sharp as hell call, Maddie. Like, um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm into all the line yards just as much as you are, my friend. Um, it, it's a, it's good. Dear, it's good matchup for that too. Dear God, Tennessee is 29th in open field yards. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, give me all that action. 22nd in adjusted, <laughs> and then on Minnesota's offensive side, they're fourth in adjusted line yards. So I like mean, Minnesota's been blocking well for Dalvin. They yeah. just have not been running the ball because they've been losing by a lot. Right. Well, and, and Cousins just, is bad. The only other thing and too Cousins is, but like, good. why in the hell if they're losing? Why has Dalvin Cook only gotten two targets each game? Yeah, like. It has um, to change, right? Well, even if it doesn't, I mean, even if they just feed Dalvin in this one, like give him 20-plus touches, I mean, what's – he's going to what? Uh, considering what you're talking about, and I mean, he's the fourth most expensive running back. Um, he's right above Josh Jacobs. He's right below Henry. I, I, I like the call because here's the other thing. If somebody's going to pay up, do you think they're going to pay up for Dalvin or they're going to pay up for Henry for or Six? They're paying up for Zeke. They're gonna pay, well, yeah. Or they're going to go to Henry or Jacobs. Like, every other guy yeah. around him in pricing is going to be more sexy and the auto-click as far as, like, where people are going to go based off of – and they're not going to go to Dalvin. So, yeah, I like that call. I think they'll come in, what, sub-6, sub-7% probably? Yeah, I'd, I'd peg him at 4 to 5% if I Because Aaron Jones was, like, around – I want to say, at least in the power, he was around 7%. Um, last week, so I, I put him somewhere around there. I mean, hell, if he's sub five, what are people doing with their lives? I just I see a slate winning pass, and I, I want to yeah. closer to that. Yeah, no, I I love it, and 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 going through some of this slate, I think there's enough value that you can get up, man. Like you can get up to that. Like I mean, obviously, um, are we on running back position right now? Obviously, yeah, we're, we're on game. running back. Yeah. yeah. Um. Everybody, like you're talking about, is going to play Drake. Everybody's going to play Sanders. Uh, I, I mean, we DM'd about this earlier today. Like, they're auto-locks, basically. But if you team all three of those, I think that you can find enough value at other positions to where you can get up to Dalvin, man. Like, there are cheap quarterbacks. There are, there are other quarterbacks that, like, if you want to pay up a quarterback, that's fine. Like, I get it. Um, but I do think that there's ways that you can get up to Dalvin. I did not realize Slayton was 4,900. They didn't. They, they bumped him down by a hundred. Like that makes no. Because what? San Francisco? Come on, son. Yeah, that. that has Team Darius yeah. Slayton. Jesus, forty nine. Yeah. So yeah, there's value, and and if we get Christian Kirk out, you can take a stab in the dark on on Isabella. Well, you hadn't even He's talked about the the Giants wide receiver that I love, and I'm kind of curious if he becomes chalk this week in Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Yeah. 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 He's four K. He, he, he won't become chalk, will he? Dude, everybody's talking about him. All I saw was that ad on Twitter today. I looked him up um, with our splits tool, and, I mean, I wrote him up today. I love what I saw. He's, what, 40? 4,500? That's crazy. I mean, yeah. dude, when he, whenever Shepard was out, he had almost nine targets a game. He was at 8.8. .8. He was a wide receiver. He was a top 18 wide receiver in those five games. And, like, if anybody wants to throw shade at that, Elvin, Evan Ingram played three of those games, and Slayton was already involved. So, dude was balling out. He had, like, almost a 24% target share. Um, I'm curious if he becomes uh, chalkier as the week goes on and more people kind of talk about him because there's not a whole lot of other sexy receivers. I mean, I know Slayton's right above him, but there's not a whole lot of other guys in that area that I think people are going to pay down for. 
Oh, yeah. uh, I'm just picturing right now how how much how much money I'm gonna lose on a new going all in on the New York Giants. Dude, uh, I, lost, yeah. I, I did it. Yeah, they're I did so it last cheap, week. dude. Oh my god, they're <laughs> so cheap, and they're gonna throw the ball 45 times. <clears throat> before, before we move on to wide receiver, though, this Zach Moss good. looks like he's gonna be out this week. Is there any interest in Devin Singletary at 4,900? Who could be the lead, uh, could get the line share of the touches? Zach Moss missed practice today due to a toe injury. So, you can uh, you can attack the Rams on the ground, so right. I, I mean, he would get all the work. I, don't hate I, mean, it. I think the, they would bring what TJ TJ Yeldon. I think has been inactive for for them. Yeah. The, my one concern is the Bills have been like the Seahawks, and they have switched to kind of a pass first offense. Dude, the Bills have been chucking it like legit. Have been tossing the absolute crap out of the ball. Yeah. That's the um, only concern, but yeah, I mean, but he's still. But he, I, the thing with with him though is he's still super cheap. He's only forty nine hundred. It's not like you're you're paying a you know a, pri- a significant price tag for that. So what is it really going to take for him to meet value? I mean, yeah, I, if he's I get if it. he's getting that work from week one where you saw seven targets, I mean that's that's nice. I mean, I get it. The Rams are thirty first in adjusted line yards, twentieth and second level yards. Um, but they played what? They played Dallas and they played uh, the Eagles. Yeah, so Philly. it's two really good run. I mean, run offensive lines. I is the Eagles though? I mean, the Eagles with as, as many guys they've missed. I mean, no, Lane Johnson back. Have? Lane Johnson was back last week. That makes yeah, a big Lane difference. Came back last if Lane was back, what, I they lost what their left tackle was. Is that who it was? Yeah, they lost the left tackle and uh, left left guard. They lost two guys. I want to say. Mm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I I get the play. Um, I, I'm I'm jumping into all this, trying to figure out who who did y'all already discuss? Probably. Um, Josh Kelly. We talked about him. Yeah, I Josh like Kelly him, man. He's five K, and you got twenty six. But see, the thing the, the thing with Josh Kelly though is, I feel like if you're gonna play him, I, now I get the matchups are different. But then why not just play Jeff Wilson, who's four thousand? I mean, he's also the number two no, running you, back. you absolutely. Because I, I think Jeff everybody's Wilson. expecting. Because like we were saying, like with with uh, with McKinnon to be the lead back and. I wouldn't trust that. If we've learned anything yep. from San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan yeah. yep. is is that don't ever ex- – whatever you think is going to happen is, is what I wouldn't expect. With Tevin <laughs> Coleman and Mostert out, uh, like where is it going to – now if you know maybe Jermichael Hasty is involved because if they, if they actually bring him up from the practice spot, I don't know if they – I don't think they've done that yet. So right now it's just, it's just him and Jeff Wilson. And Jeff Wilson is definitely going to be the goal line back, so he's going to get those opportunities. And then yep. – I think that you know he could end up being uh, he could end up getting much more opportunity than people expect from him. Uh, he's been op- he's been efficient in the opportunities that he got last year, uh, whatever he would mix in. So like, I, I like I, I think a four K like if you, if you're gonna play you know Joshua Kelly you know at five K that I would definitely be uh, have some interest in and. Um, he's just got he's just got much more of an established role and like you're saying kev you you know you don't really know what you're getting from the san francisco backfield but you kind of know what we're getting from i I would say this i would be floored if Jarek mckinnon was actually like the workhorse back like he's not he's not he won't be i i what would you put his median touches at i i'd say around 10 i think his ceiling is 15 like i don't I, I honestly, I'm with you, Kev. I, and and dear God in heaven, me and Kev are driving right now. Like, uh, I don't know what to even make out of this. Like, this shit's crazy. Like, but like, I think Jarek McKinnon's a trap. I'm with you. Um, but here's my whole thing: Why are you gonna pay forty nine hundred for Jarek McKinnon when you could just pay up? And if Malcolm Brown is limited with a pinky injury, Cam Akers is day to day. Like Daryl Henderson. I don't. Yes. Like, why would you not just pay up for Daryl Henderson? And the Bills can't can't stop any runners on the ground like we know the pace is going to be fast the bills have been running like really fast 
you know the Rams are going to push the pace on the other side. Um, I mean, nobody's looking a lot at that game, and I, I, I've got a little bit of interest, man. Like, I just – I can't see them giving a ton of work to Malcolm Brown, who just broke his damn finger and had surgery. Like, and Cam Akers, like, they're talking about, like, he had dislodged cartilage. What the hell does that even mean, man? Like, I've never even heard of that shit. Like – that's that's absolute insanity. Like I think the dude's probably got a fractured rib, and they're just not coming out and saying it because it's coach speak, and they're just full of shit. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But as much as all my Cam Akers love, like uh, it, Maddie, we're talking about this. Like the Rams are blocking the hell out of the ball right now. Like they are awesome on the ground. They're sixth in adjusted line yards. Everybody wanted to shit on their offensive line before the year started. They've got uh, two of the top, like, ten uh, running blocking guys on their offensive line. One of their other uh, guards, I think, is top 24 in run blocking. If Henderson is going to get the bulk of the work here, like 15 touches, I think that he's a good pivot. Um, I'm just kind of curious of where his ownership kind of comes in at this week. I, on DK, I don't I don't know that it will it, get, get there at all. I mean, because he's going to be on own. He's in, he he's in no man's land because you've got – up 600 more, you've got mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, and then down 600, uh, 400 to 500, you've got Kelly and McKinnon. Nobody's going to play Henderson. I and, and, and I mean, dude, they're not going to give a ton. They don't want Malcolm Brown to really be the dude. I mean, not with a broken pinky and stuff like that. I don't even think Cam Akers plays. Do y'all think he plays? I, I can't I see. I, I, I don't think they let they run him out there, man. Like, uh, it sounds like he's more likely out than any, than in. So we're looking at a two way split at at worst. Like Malcolm Brown, who's got a broken finger, and Dev uh, and Daryl Henderson, who touched the ball. How many times did he touch the ball last week? I'm pulling this up. Um, he touched 15? the ball. Yeah, he got 14 touches. He he ran for 12 for 81, and then he got two for 40 through the air. I, I just – I when I I looked at Bryson the first time, I really liked him. He kind of stuck out to me, and as much as I'm a Cam Akers stand, like that was – I mean, I know it sounds surprising, but um, you look at the Bills, they're 21st on adjusted line yards. They're allowing the runners to get to the second level at their 21st event. Like, I just I, – I think this Rams offensive line, people are still stuck on narratives that they can't block for shit, and I think it's wrong. Yeah. I like that call. What 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 are we doing with Mike Davis? Don't play him. Not playing him. He's a, he's a freaking trap, dude. Anybody that's that's going back on last year's numbers is not looking at what they've been doing, man. Like the Chargers are legit a good run defense this year. Yeah. Like adding Linval Joseph was massive. Adding Murray or is it Murray or Queen, the linebacker they drafted, he is freaking good. Like the the Chargers, what was it, Mixon? And who did they play last week? I'd had no Kansas City. I had no Ch. Yeah, I had no Ch. It was a full fade for me because the Chargers are not a run defense that you want to freaking attack. Like they are legit damn good. No, that's fair enough. I just know that people people will ask about that because of that well, situation there. He's the name in everybody's mouth right now because of waivers right. and because CMC's out and they want to talk about like his target share and I and I get it. You know, like, I think they'll get work and stuff like that, but, like, I can't – like, the, let's throw this out here, too. The Carolina Panthers' offensive line is not good. Like, it's not like they're amazing. Christian McCaffrey is freaking amazing. 
Um, I mean, as good as Mike, da- Mike Davis will get his like 15 touches, but I just don't think that he's going to do anything. And I think like the, the Carolina Panthers is going to lean in more to the pass. If, uh, if you're not getting to Russ and his pass catching options, is Chris Carson an okay play at 6,600? Yeah. I can't. <clears throat> but you think so, Maddie? The Dallas defense is just so bad, and if it's not Russ, it's Carson. But do you there, think there is literally there? no way the Seattle offense scores less than 30 points? There is no way. Well, and I mean, if you just say, if you just say, Maddie, like if they get to 30. And you're you're not touching not Seattle, right? Yeah, it, it's not Russ. It it has to be Carson, right? I mean, like, I'm you're just you're just playing a a lineup build leverage at that point. Like, I'm not I'm not probably not going to end up on Carson myself as like a you know if I'm not touching that game, which I think is crazy to not touch that game at all. But like, I don't know. I think the Dallas defense is without Van Der Esch, uh, no Sean Lee, who is mm-hmm. dust anyways. They are now without Anthony Brown in the slot. They're now without um, a, is, a, is, a Wouzier is out on the outside, yeah. and Trayvon Diggs is questionable, and it sounds like he may not even play. So there is literally no way that Seattle scores less than 30 points in this game, and if, if, it, if Russ does not go out and throw, you know, three or four touchdowns, Carson has two touchdowns himself. I guess maybe Hyde could sneak in one himself. He could He could steal one from Carson, but... I don't know, man. Carson's getting – he's getting 20 to 25 touches a game at this rate, and his pass game usage has been extremely encouraging. Like, they're tar- they target him down the field against – who did they just play last? New England? Like, he caught – didn't he catch a lo- longer touchdown? Mm-hmm. And same with the Atlanta game. He, I mean, he took a screen to the house too. I get it. I like, I, everything you're saying makes sense, Maddie. Like, I, I don't hate it. Um, I guess I, my whole thing, like – I, I definitely like on, prefer Miles, and I definitely prefer Drake, and I definitely would try yeah. to get up to Dalvin if I was just picking in a vacuum. But if I was, like, st- tr- stacking Dak and saying, okay, what Seattle pieces do I want, I would definitely consider Carson in the game stack because at that point, you know, you need Russ to not outscore Dak, and you need Carson as potential leverage. That's probably the scenario that I would see myself playing Carson. Yeah, I mean that that my whole problem with Carson has nothing to do with Carson. It has it, it it's everything to do with with saving two hundred or saving six hundred and going down to 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 Miles or Drake and just making totally my builds get, making my builds different other ways. Um, totally understand. Yeah, I mean that that's my only hate on on Carson um, because I mean I I absolutely get everything you're saying and I just looked it up. It's not like Seattle's throwing the ball. I mean. In the red zone, they're still throwing at like fifty-seven percent, which is not crazy. I mean, they're tenth in the NFL, so you know we we got a two-game sample that we're playing with here. So I mean, there's some noise there too, but you know, I I get the play. I totally do. I guess like I, and I hadn't gone back and and like I said, done my game by game yet. But like I am, I I will definitely tell you that I mean I'm surprised looking at his game log that he had twenty touches. Because in watching that game, I mean, everything, like, it just seemed like Russ and Cam were tossing the entire damn time. Like, it's it's, it's like Carson's yeah. 17 touches on the ground are kind of going under the radar here. Yeah, and, and Todd Gurley is, is complete dust. We've, I mean, oh, we've, he's, we've known that for, for how long? So I'm not looking at Todd Gurley, but what I am looking at <laughs> is week one when everybody was salivating over the game Malcolm Brown had. 
and like we're talking about Malcolm Brown, he just shredded Dallas on his own. Yeah. And so it's like I see that, and I see the volume Carson's getting, and I think about okay, if I'm not playing Russ on on this team, what kind of leverage do I need? And my leverage is Carson because I see, I just I just don't see how Seattle scores less than thirty points. And they Are, they love him, dude. I just couldn't they believe they run a fucking wheel route with yeah. this dude when they got to seal the game. Or you know, we 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 know what happens. Like Cam ends up bringing it back, but like your fifth touchdown is a wheel route to Chris Carson to get into the end zone. I mean, a great design play, but they're they're looking to get him in other way, you know, other ways of scoring than just by saying we're just gonna run you, run you, run you on the ground. So. Maddie, my only concern here, looking at Dallas where they rank and stuff, um, they're fifth and then they're second and second level in open field yards. Any concerns over that? Plus, like with the corners being all out, that like Seattle just says screw, it. we're just gonna just throw the damn ball the whole time. Well, so the corners being out, I think there's gonna be you know Seattle's gonna be able to move the ball however they want to. You know, mm-hmm. you're playing. If you're playing Carson, you're kind of playing the touchdown variance game mm-hmm. because there is a path to him getting two to three touchdowns on the ground or even, you know, two on the ground and one through the air. Like, that, that is realistic. Um, and I think without those guys out or with those guys out, um, you know, those are the traditional guys who are in there who, you know, the defense is – a defensive unit is, is about cohesion, right? So we see big, big pieces go out, defenses get worse all around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, with the linebackers out, with the corners out, I, I just I think Seattle's going to be able to do whatever they want. And to your point on the second level and open field yards, I think that's a product of the running backs they face more so than anything else, because the line like Dallas's line doesn't rank very well. Right. They're like 18th or something. Yeah, they're 18th. Um, they had Gurley. Yeah. And who did they play week one? I'm, I'm blanking here. Malcolm Brown. Yeah, so, that's so I mean, two non-explosive backs. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I mean, like we're talking about, you got to give context to some of these matchups and stuff like that. Like, who have the team these teams played? Do they played good running backs and stuff like that? Right. I like it. I mean, are you only playing Carson in a full game stack, or would you try to get weird and say like stack Russ with say Carson and one of the receivers and think like Carson catches one and the other two go to like block it or somebody? Yeah, I would. I would try and get weird. I think because because I mean yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna put Russ with like Carson and two receivers. Like no, what, no. I mean, you're hoping that he goes for one and then and then he spreads like all you know three touchdowns. I mean, we're not gonna like put a medium projection that he goes for freaking five touchdowns again. So no. you know, I, I I like it if you're gonna double stack Russ and then getting weird and going Carson and you know picking your receiver because they're what a hundred dollars apart. So yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I will always be on the side of I think it's smart and optimal to attack the highest totals of the week and just be different with mm-hmm. your builds in those totals. Yep. Like and we like, like that last week. Yeah, and like we we always see you know these pass catching running backs who people don't ever want to play the quarterback with the running back on the same team, and I think that's a mistake for a lot of a lot of you know scenarios. So like you got mm-hmm. Kyler and Drake, you can play them together. Uh, right. Russ and Carson, you can play them together. Dak and Zeke, you can play them together. It's like you don't necessarily have to play one or the other, and you can play both, and you're automatically different because a lot of people just say, okay, if I'm playing Zeke, I can't play Dak. 
Yeah, I mean they don't they're not looking at a correlation as far as yeah. like I mean you can't play like what like Ryan Tannehill and and effing Derrick Henry. Right, because I mean, Derrick Henry's <laughs> not going to catch a touchdown pass more than likely. More than likely, yeah. I uh, know I I get it. I'm with you. I like that. Um, just talking through it. I mean I I get it, especially if you're trying to, you know, build and game stack that game, which we know that game is probably going to be, what, the most popular game on the slate, if not, like, sure. second. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it's going to garner the most, especially with all of their injuries. Uh, on the Dallas side, like you're talking about, Seattle just put their freaking slot corner on the uh, IR today, so yeah, um, that game Speedy is going to be popular as hell. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's, let's, let's talk about these wide receivers. You know, we're, we're talking about the Seattle situation. I mean, you know, first glance of, the, of this slide, I was like, how the hell are Lockett and DK, um, and, and I get it, the Sunday night game, but they're 64 and 6,300 on DK. It's ridiculous. Like, you're playing them with, with Russ, and you're feeling good about your builds after that because there is still value elsewhere. So, you know, team team jam them in, right? Like, just get the best players. So, I, I you know, love the prices on them. You're looking at a guy in Calvin Ridley who's now 7,200, but this dude is – he's seeing the, the most freaking targets – most end zone targets. I think he had six end zone targets tied for the lead. Three of his touchdowns have come from those end zone targets. Matt Ryan is absolutely loving him. I know there was talks about Calvin Ridley being uh, a wide receiver one this year, and he's pretty—he's like the wide receiver one this year for fantasy as it as it starts right now. And Julio's banged up again. It, it's just crazy. Um, so you know, I think we definitely have to have a conversation about what's going on with that passing past corpse uh outside of that i mean you know stefan Diggs at 7k he's got a great rapport with with uh josh allen right now um just looks to be just like the nuts and, and minnesota is definitely missing him speaking of minnesota adam thielen comes in right behind him at the nice 6900 price tag you got both tampa bay receivers um juju smith schuster at 6600 uh amari cooper at 65 i mean just just a ton here in the mid-range so i you know i kind of i kind of want to open it up i know we we talked about guys who are cheap like uh slayton and golden tate uh you know we got other cheap guys on this slate uh Nikhil harry uh deshaun jackson's coming in at 5200 no rager i i love getting to some deshaun jackson here and i, I want to open up the conversation on him too uh but you know the What's going to go under the radar here are these are these mid tier plays, the six K kind of price range uh, on DK because of just the high price running backs that we were talking about. Or even if you're taking a high price quarterback, you're going to pay pay for him with another high price option on the team. More than likely, if you're not going a route like the Daniel Jones stack um, to get in Dalvin Cook, as you were talking about, Maddie. So guys in this in this six thousand dollar price range are going to be. Um, way under the radar and you know there's there's still some some good things here outside of you know Lockett and, and Metcalf you got Amari Cooper there in that same game to run it back with the targets have been plentiful for him there with Dak now he is you know battling with CeeDee Lamb and, and Gallup but um, you know Gallup hasn't been getting their five targets last week uh, missed that 
you know, missed that one connection with Dak in week one that could have been nice for him. So he's still being usable, but Amari Cooper is definitely his number one option. Tyler Boyd coming in at 5,900. That seems way too cheap for him. McLaurin again at 5,900 going against Cleveland, who, you know, against Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd had a nice game. A.J. Green was getting involved. So these these guys are going to go underpriced. And then Julian Edelman, he's got the Q tag. He had the Q tag all week going into Sunday and then goes bananas against uh, the Seattle secondary. They're going to uh, – who, who, who did I write down that they're going to have against them? Uh, this corner that they're going to have against them, he's going to be able to attack that. Traquan just attacked that same matchup um, for Vegas. I think it's Joyner, actually. Um, and so now you're looking at a, a Julian Edelman here who's 6,200 and who's we've always, you know, we love him for PPR purposes every year, but with Cam especially too, they just seem to have a good rapport. Perry looked nice. Um, and Demir Bird getting a ton of work there in that game as well, too. But Edelman is leaps and bounds his number one receiver. And we really didn't talk about Cam uh, in the quarterback position. But I, I kind of love a Julian Edelman and uh, and Cam stack this week because I, I definitely think with the way that Edelman's usage is, you know, this guy is just going to get a, a floor of double digit points on DK. And nobody's going to have him. Nobody's going to own this guy because they're seeing what Nikhil Harry did, what Demir Bird did. And if they're playing Cam, you're thinking you're paying him for the rushing touchdowns. He's got four already and you don't really need to play him with a receiver. So um, I definitely want to open up the floor with, with, with you guys because wide receiver is definitely fun. Kev, l let's start with you, man. What are you doing at wide receiver this week? Well, uh, KJ Hamler. I'm going to play some KJ Hamler. <laughs> okay are you are you playing are you no, excited listen. to who, who i want you to talk about too after you go who you're playing with mental trubisky in your lines okay oh i don't know no nobody else without, without, without. i mean I, you, you can play anthony miller i guess if you wanted uh darnell mooney my my, my dude uh he has but i mean that's like a one-off or something like that um getting targets but uh yeah, I'm going to start with K.J. Hamler, right? No, 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 no Cortland Sutton. He's 3K. He had seven targets last week, outsnapped all wide receivers on the team. <laughs> the only thing that scares me is Jeff Driscoll. But, the only um, thing, yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's a pretty just, big just, thing. Just, just, the, just the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> but, we've seen, but we've seen Jeff Driscoll in the past be able to be, be – didn't, didn't he pepper Tyler Boyd you know, all, all year last anyway. year? Wasn't he in Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah, right. And so, like, I, I like KJ Hamler at, at 3K. Like, to play somebody at 3K, you know, normally you, you kind of luck box your way in and end up playing with those types of guys. But he, he has a real role on this offense, super explosive guy, get the ball in his hands. He can take the ball to the house at any time. Uh, we don't have his athletic measurables because he missed the, the combine. Fast. But, yes. Real fast. And, and so, I mean, coming in week one and getting that kind of t opportunity, like like I said, like, uh, I, I don't hate that at 3K. Like, I think that should be on people's radar. Um, you know, the other wide receivers, you know, you know, going back to, you know, the normalcy stuff, uh, definitely Allen Robinson. I'm going to have a ton of Allen Robinson. I think this is breakout week for uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, all the, all the supporting numbers are there for him. Uh, he should be better than what he's been, but he just hasn't been there yet. And I think that uh, that changes this week against his Atlanta secondary, you know, like we already talked about. Um. 
you know, I, I think that, uh, I, you know, I like you guys already talked about DK and Tyler Lockett. I don't really need to go into that. You guys have already kind of talked about that. Um, you know, that is, that is kind of where I'm, I'm kind of going to come in on the same games. Like I really want to play Michael Gallup. I think he's also somebody that's going to be very low owned. And I think, you know, a, a, a blow up game for him is, is certainly going to, it should be coming. Um, I, he's another one of those guys that kind of all the numbers are there. He just hasn't popped yet. And, you know, I think this easily could be the week, and I think he's going to have no ownership whatsoever. I think Christian Kirk is in play um, in, in the second matchup against the against the Lions, where, again, people are going to just, you know, kind of go directly to DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I think th those are some of the guys I really want to play. Like, I'd like to play t uh, Terry McLaurin at the $5,900 price tag, but Denzel Ward last week uh, was really good. Um so, and I, I don't know if he's going to shadow him the entire game. Uh, so that would be my only concern there. The one thing on Kirk, he's questionable. He might, he yeah. might miss. So just keep I an eye on him. Say. Yeah. And then I, I also want to talk about was uh, the Steelers' number one wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. Uh, <laughs> the dude has absolutely <laughs> slayed. Um, and he, you know, really rough start. Don't get me wrong. That first week really was looking rough. But ever since that point, I mean, he looks to be Big Ben's favorite target. And he yeah. has looked better and better, and this is a good matchup for them. You know, going against – I mean, is anybody worried about the Texans' uh, secondary whatsoever? No. I'm not. And, you know, if the Texans can can, uh, can I get back on track or offense a little bit and kind of make this game, I think this game actually has some sneaky shootout potential, uh, you know, with it. I, I, I like that, Kev. Yeah, def definitely. Um, yeah, and Deontay, he, he could have had a rough week to start week two. Again, he lost that fumble, but they were able to recover it again. Um, I still don't – I don't understand the 5,400 price tag. Like, I feel like he should be a little bit yeah, more than that. Yeah, too cheap. Way, way too cheap. He, he's, he's been good. And, and, yeah, we know Deshaun on the other side. He, he's definitely going to be able to go there. Um, I saw Will Fuller. He was, you know, left the game with a hamstring last week, but now he's fine. I don't think he's – uh, missing practice. I didn't see the Wednesday report though, but you know, soft tissue, soft tissue injuries keep haunting him. Um, so that that definitely affects that offense, right? Like it, you know, the Texans right now are kind of just looking like, man, I don't I don't really want any pieces of them at, at this point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if we're talking about pairing up two wide receivers there in Seattle with with uh, DK and Tyler. Like, you know, there definitely has to be a way to find a way to unlock potential with these guys in Dallas, right? Like, you know, going back to the Gallup well, because he will be under the radar. You get him and CD, right? And and just hope that they're the ones to score, not Amari um, or, or Dalton Schultz. And, uh, and you could definitely, you know, find yourself maybe paying off dividends there by taking those two guys and not Amari, because the chances are somebody paying – paying for Dak, they want to have Amari on that other side. I will say the one concern I have with Gallup, I was diving into the specific wide receiver cornerback matchups uh, earlier tonight. The one concern I have with Gallup is he's going up against Quentin Dunbar, who has been Seattle's best corner. Mm -hmm. um, he allowed a 61 passer rating last year, and he's only at seven, and he's at 75 this year. So, you know, he's, he's definitely – and Seattle plays sides. Like, their corners just play their side, and that's it. Um, and, and Dallas has – you know, with, with Gallup, Cooper, and, and Lamb, it's the majority of the time Gallup's been on the left side, Cooper's been on the right side, Lamb's been in the slot. So Cooper and Lamb have the best two matchups. Now, I'm not saying you can't attack Quentin Dunbar, but 
I mean, his numbers have been pretty respectable, um, you know, of the three Seattle corners. And, you know, I think, I think this is an Amari Cooper week. Um, and I think CeeDee Lamb is going to smash as well. So not saying you can't play Gallup. I just, there is a slight concern for me on, on that cornerback matchup with Dunbar. Dunbar has been uh, somewhat good. So. Yeah, I like that. I don't see a reason if you're Dallas, why do you attack Dunbar when the other two corners are bad? Like they're they're going to be running out. Um, Shaq Griffin, he's going to be on Amari, and then they have a, right terrible. a backup, a backup like, slot. Right? Yeah, yeah, Shaq Shaq's not that good. And then Shaq's you not good, slot. and then they got a they got a safety uh, that's covering the slot. Um, I'm going to butcher his freaking name. Uh, Ugo Amadi. Um, he uh, yeah. covered he covered the slot for the ninety percent of the time last year. And he was not good last year. Um, that's why they they went out and got Quandre Diggs and stuff. And he's just not great. Um, so I mean, for me, if you're playing the Dallas side, it's Cooper and it's Lamb. And I I really don't want Gallup. I just they're using him as a stretcher. He's got the worst cornerback matchup in that game easily. Like even out of both sides, um, I I, I just don't have any interest in Gallup out of that game. Um. I really love the Arizona and Detroit game. Like, uh, yes, Hopkins is in play, but did, after one week, did we all forget that, like, Detroit, uh, Arizona is not great. Uh, Stafford is getting his best receiver back. Yes, I'm not throwing shade at Marvin Jones, but, like, <laughs> this game is going to run fast. And Detroit and, and Arizona, for everybody that wants to play Kenyon Drake, what about all the pass catchers? Like, Detroit, when they've been trailing, their fourth highest pass rate, they're passing at 78% of the time. Stafford's deep ball percentage got cut in half without Galladay. Now when he gets Galladay back this week, uh, if we're assuming that Galladay's back at full health, uh, I know Patrick Peterson showed that he still had his legs underneath him down the stretch last year, but I shoot, man. like I, For everybody that wants to play Drake, like I really like – stacked in this game and I think there's enough value on this slate where you you can legit go like Stafford both of his main receivers and DeAndre Hopkins in the same lineup like I think that it's actually viable so I mean I like that game a whole lot just scrolling down here I mean obviously everybody's gonna like Seattle and and what have you I love Kev's call on Allen Robinson because Atlanta is terrible especially versus the deep ball like Allen Robinson is near the top of the league um let me pull it up here um yeah, Allen Robinson is second in the NFL in deep targets right now versus the Atlanta Falcons team that's 27th in DVOA versus the deep pass. Like, their corners are just trash. Like, Isaiah Oliver, A.J. Terrell, like, they're not playing well at all. Um, I think that it's an Atlanta team that can push Chicago because Chicago doesn't want to throw the ball. Like, they don't want to put it in Trubisky's hands unless they freaking have to. They're going to have to this week. Like, Matt Ryan is going to push it. He's going to make – he's going to throw the ball. He's going to put up points. We know that's going to happen. I don't believe that Chicago's defense is a lot better. Jalen Johnson has played well, but they really haven't. He hasn't been super tested on the outside. Kyle Fuller is not good. So I think that, you know, Atlanta can definitely push the Bears to throw the ball. So I really like that call. Um, scrolling down some more. Man, I mean, once you get past, like, in this – 5k range i mean we talked about golden tate um if you are playing um atlanta and chicago i think russell gage is definitely in play he's been getting a ton of looks from ryan 
Um, Cole Beasley, if he wouldn't have popped up on the injury report, I actually would have some interest, uh, as nasty as that sounds. Oh, he's wow. 45, he's 4,500. The Rams are not good in the slot. Like, their, their outside corners, Troy yeah. Hill and Jalen Ramsey, are they really lost good. Roby Coleman. Roby, Roby Coleman was so good for them. He is good, man, but David Long that they have in the slot right now is not. Like, that <laughs> dude is legit just booger. Like, that dude is not good. Um, he, he's, he's not a great corner. So, I mean... Just scrolling down, I know uh, Kev talks about KJ Hamler. I mean, it, it what, gets thin. What do, what are we doing with Carolina without McCaffrey there? So you got a Chris a Curtis Samuel who's four K, um, DJ Moore obviously, uh, and then Robbie Anderson. You know, has been revitalized. This dude has been popping off back to back weeks. Um, it has just been extreme, extremely usable, and, and has been paying off dividends. And he comes in again this week, you know, at fifty two hundred. Now this is a this is a strong Chargers defense that they're going yeah. against. So that's that's what I'm worried about with with those top two players. But Curtis Samuel at four K, he comes in now. If I think if you were gonna play one of them, I, to me, like to me, I just feel like if you were gonna play one of them, it would be DJ Moore, and because he's much more explosive in space, and I think he could be the guy that sees the biggest target share. Boom. This 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 defense uh is really, really good. good. Um like we've already talked about. And I feel like if they're gonna win, it's gonna have to be with getting the ball out of their hands. They don't have a great offensive line. You know, Teddy Bridgewater uh, is not Patrick Mahomes back there and be able to escape. And so I think you can see short and intermediate passes and I think that would best benefit DJ Moore. And I think that DJ Moore is by far the you know, he is the Yak King. And, you know, that's kind of what you would hope for if you were going to play DJ Moore. I don't think this is a week that I would want to play Robbie Anderson. So no, just seeing what the they other, did to the Chiefs well, last week. Yeah, I, I, I don't think no they're going to have time. I don't think so because that's exactly what the Chiefs had to do last week too. Like everything was underneath. It was getting the ball out of their hands. And the Chiefs have a better offensive line than what Carolina does. And that's exactly what they're doing. So the end of the game where they that, – that, you know, on that last drive where they, they hit Tyree Kill on that deep ball – like that—that that was right. it. Other than that, they didn't throw the ball deep at all. That's why you didn't see McCole Harbin in that game. Um, he barely played, right. and everything was underneath, underneath, and they were just deking and ducking the whole way. And I—I I think that's so. What you're so see Curtis Samuel at 4K, there's no interest there because they're going to have to Not find ways to get to move the ball. They're—they're going to have to find ways. That dude is like basically their RB two right now. I mean, he, he out carried Mike Davis last week. I know some of that's probably noisy, and uh, I didn't—I haven't gone back and watched that game yet. Um, we haven't talked about the other side of the ball here. Um, Keenan Allen, a, what, I was going to talk dude, about. If, if, if we want to light, like, I don't have any hair, but if I was going to light it on fire, um, <laughs> what about Herbert, man? Like, they let that dude yeah. chuck. He had the fourth highest deep ball percentage last week going against the Kansas City team that's been top five against the deep ball in the last two years. And, 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 and bringing this up, this is not something I would be considering like in a single like a single entry or three max. But you get in wild, you're going for the millie, you're going large field stuff. Like I really think that like going with the Chargers and you're getting leverage off of Kelly and Eckler that are going to be really highly rostered. That if you look at Herbert, he's got some wheels, he's got rushing mm -hmm. upside. We know Carolina can't cover for shit. Like Dante Jackson could run, but that's about all the hell he can do. Their corners are terrible. Herbert threw against a top five, like I said, deep passing or protecting against the deep pass, and they just let him freaking chuck it. The Chargers have been – they're second in neutral pace right now. Second. Against a team that we know is going to push the pace on the other side. Like, 
I, I, I've got some interest. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, Keenan Allen led them in, I want to say, led them in targets last week. Yeah, 10 targets. Yeah, like, we know Mike Williams is going to be how you attack deep. I haven't even looked at the corner matchups, but, I mean, like. He's 4,300, no, by the and way. And Herbert opens up how much space? I mean, he's, what, 5,900 as a quarterback? The stack is super cheap. Um, whether you wanted to pair him with Keenan Allen or you wanted to go the tight end route, you're getting leverage off the running backs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Now, I mean, as far as, like, who you'd run it back with, I mean, it's fully uh, up for debate. I think DJ Moore is in play. And I got a little more faith about DJ Moore. I faded him last week. But I do give some respect to Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean down in Tampa. I do think that they are legit pretty good cornerbacks. Um, although a lot of people are still living off the Tampa sucks at defense narratives. Um, and DJ Moore went over 100 yards last week. I think that he could do it this week. I mean, look, Casey Award is really, really freaking good. So, I mean, if you're going to go off of the guy that's not on Hayward, then, yeah, I think Robbie Anderson is firmly in play. Um, I, Ryan, I, I get the Curtis Samuel call. I mean, but, like, my whole thing is, like, what's his ceiling for targets, though, dude? Like, five? Uh, yeah. If if that? Uh, like, that's well, my only problem with Samuel. Yeah, no, I – and. I guess we'll see, right? We'll we'll see week three because you're going out there with a game plan without Christian McCaffrey, which, you know, is that coaching staff's first stint in two weeks. But the Panthers, you know, in general, have I don't think he, he's missed a game. So we're really going to see what, what they try to do with, with you know, the, the weapons that they have here. And, like, you, they're going to have to find ways uh, to move the ball because just letting, you know, Teddy Bridgewater be back there and, you know, we don't think Mike Davis is going to get there. So, like, so somebody has to be, you know, usable. I mean, we see it with even bad teams, right, for fantasy. Like, some player can get there. Like, Braxton Berrios for the Jets. Like, oh, he can God. get there. So, um, <laughs> he's 4K, yeah. you know. I, That's, it's like he's 4K. So, I guess. Why not play – so, but, but why would you not then just play – if you're going to play someone at 4K, why not just play Michael Pittman? Who's in a much better matchup without Paris Campbell? Yeah, you know, like I, I think you could probably expect a much That's higher target share and a great and a better matchup. Why don't you just play Mike Williams at forty three? Yeah, I was literally just about to say or, Mike yeah. Williams is forty three hundred. That's mean, ridiculous. So I mean, am, am I crazy for thinking like the the Chargers like Herbert went over three hundred versus this the would be my thing, Chiefs? Th like th my only thing that I could see that with this is this being much more similar to what we saw against the Bengals and that the 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 pace isn't as crazy because I felt like with the Chargers they they were I think they knew that they had to to throw the ball they had to try to keep doing whatever they could because you're playing the Chiefs and the Chiefs are a team that can you know, come back, that can, that can run it up on you. Where I don't think they would feel the same way against the Panthers team uh, where, where they're, they're not really as, as, as worried about that. So I do think they're – and it's Anthony Lynn. So to think that, you know, that, that they, they couldn't go much more ball control on the ground, lean on the defense, they have a rookie quarterback, to not put too much on him. You know, he was kind of thrust into that game. So that would be my concern with, with getting too much exposure to, to the Chargers. I think it's a great matchup, but at the same time, I think that there is a real possibility that they end up running the ball 35 times. So, I and, and I, I looked at it because I was like, okay, what the hell did they do with Tyrod under center and what do they do with Herbert as far as pace and plays per game? They literally ran 73 plays one game and then 72 the next. And they're hmm. 
second in neutral strip pace, or even if they got down, they're 10th. Now, if they got a lead, they drop all the way to 27th. So the hope that if you play the Chargers is that either this game stays close or that the Carolina Panthers get up in this game is what you hope. Now, like we're all talking about, the Chargers defense is legit. So you really hope that they can kind of keep this thing close because if not, then yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Then then that's the scenario where they, they just slow it all the way freaking down. Yeah, I think my take on the game is to just play Mike Williams at 4,300 and move on is how I'm going to approach it. Just because if Herbert does have a semi-good game, Mike Williams is going to be a big reason why. Yeah. They have, I mean, he had four targets. I mean, he had four targets last week, four, and he had a big game last week. It was all about Mike Williams, or it was all about Keenan Allen. Right, but and that, Kansas City is really good at defending the wide receiver position, especially. And, and deep, yep. Yeah, I was so going to say, that, that's not the way they wanted to attack. Yeah, so I think, you know, I mean, he, there's three guys on offense. It's it's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry. I mean, they make up, what is it, let's see, 34, 33, and 25% of the air yards. Like, that's almost 100%. <laughs> it's like 92% between three guys. So, oh, yeah, Maddie, yeah. Maddie, you got Mike Williams pulled up. How many targets did he have week one against the crap Bengals? I, I think it was, it was eight or eight or nine, something I like that. Was, like, I, I think it was ten off the top of my head. I'm pulling him up right now. Like he had a crap ton of it targets, was nine. and we, it yeah, and nine. we know that nine. the Bengals can't defend. I, I, I wonder, Kev, like you're talking about, if that was more like we're gonna let him toss it, but if he's gonna toss it deep, it's not gonna be the obvious deep threat. And that was with Tyrod too. He had yeah, nine, right, nine right. targets. Yeah. Which I wouldn't really expect Tyrod to be a. But see, I would because I will at least at least trying to go back and remember how he played like with Buffalo and like it was like that was like the like Sammy Watkins right was the guy he always targeted deep he had no problem throwing the deep ball it was, it was so it didn't really surprise me that that Michael Mike Williams would be the guy there for him it was always Keenan Allen that I was the most afraid of with with, with Tyrod Taylor. And the crazy thing is that Anthony Lynn said that Tyrod Taylor, once he's healthy, he's going to be the starting quarterback, oh, which dear God. is the dumbest thing right. I've ever heard. But you had a rookie come out, like basically get thrust in the starting lineup against the freaking Chiefs, and he goes and he throws for three hundred yards. Like, what in what are you doing, Chiefs, dude? Chiefs like, have such an underrated defense, man. Every they're, single freaking year, people trash them and talk about their 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 garbage and shit. And I'm just like, no, like they're legit a top ten, top twelve, like. I know yeah. we're, we're talking about more real life here than like as, as opposed to fantasy, but they always freaking find a way to get pressure. They always they have a really good scheme going right now. Yeah. Like they are a good defense. Like and especially what uh, Mike Pinnell, Kev, you probably know this off the top of here. Mike Pinnell's what out the first two weeks, first three weeks, he's suspended, right? First two. Once he comes back in week three, then their run defense is is going to be really damn good. Like. And they're running. They're running Legarius Sneed, who is a fourth or fifth round pick as a starting he's a, corner. He's a rookie, right? Yeah. And yeah. then they. And then they also they lost. So they don't have Rashad Breeland because he's out until week five. Yeah. Um. So they're they're Shavarius uh, Ward with a fractured hand. He also didn't play last week. So I mean they're out there with Rashad Fenton. And then I can't remember who it was uh, something Hamilton. I can't remember his first name. He got hurt. So they were mm -hmm. so they were down like uh, it's basically going to be an emergency corner. Uh, last week because of all the, the injuries they had, and they still. And I mean, then so. Mayhew yeah. covers the slot usually for them, doesn't he? Yeah, he's kind of like the, the Joker, yeah. right? Like kind of yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It kind of gets, it gets thin. I mean, 
once you get past that like mid 4k range it's a lot of guys that i'm like i just don't like i feel like this week there's enough value on the slate at running back that i just don't have to get cute enough to go down there i mean i get the kj hamler call i absolutely do um but all these other like mid like or like low 4k wide receivers like i i'm not like I, I don't know if you're on him or not, Ryan. Like, there's no way in God's green earth I'm going to put American dollars on Braxton Dan Berrios. Like, there's no, 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 chance. no, no chance. fucking way. There's just what no about, way. Like, some people were asking me about him earlier today, and I was like, look, h- hold up, Hottie. Like, you need to just reevaluate the slate because we're off. We're all, we're, we ain't reading three from the same book here. I, 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 I briefly thought of Bre- uh, Rashad Perryman last week after looking at his prop because his prop lines were kind of decent, and I was like, oh. wait a second. I'm not fucking playing a Jets. Yeah, I'm like, no, this is crap, man. <laughs> I do have a question, though. What was So, like, if Christian Kirk is out because he missed practice, like you mentioned, would you play Andy Isabella? I knew you were going to say it. Damn it, I looked at him, too. My, like, whole, my whole problem with him is what is his what, what's his ceiling for targets? Five? Like, like why would they just not? Because I looked at splits. Like, I mean, it's the why same would they, Christian Kirk. Why would they just not like? He had two. He had two targets last week for sixty-seven. I mean, two receptions, sixty-seven yards. Uh, he's all done fifty-four yards. Like the dude's super explosive, right? Yeah, I don't but know they why don't they haven't play him. His yeah. targets are going to be deep. But that's but but with Christian Kirk out, like that's where I could see where if, if this game is is one where they have to throw the ball a ton, that he need, could be. You need you know, him you, out. <clears throat> you need so, him out. Oh, 100 percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Kirk has to be out. Kev, you're you're chasing the wrong waterfall, dude. Then it's gotta be air yards, right? It's not it's not Izzy. Dan Arnold. Are we chasing the wrong waterfall? Well we haven't got there yet. It's all it's all it's, 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 it's always saying, Dan Arnold. Man. Just, and, and I know, but I'm just saying, like we're chasing the wrong one here. Like that's not the door you knock on, man. Oh, I just oh, man. I just saw him I, sitting here. I no, I I get it. I get it. My whole thing is like as dusty as he is, wouldn't that put you on like like Larry Fitzgerald if you're looking at that game? Nah, I'm not playing Larry. I can't either. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, dude. I can't play Larry either. Larry is like 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 six catches for for sixty yards, and he ain't gonna do shit outside of that. Like, why in the hell would I play Larry Fitzgerald and I, I could just play Golden yeah. Tate for cheaper? I, I just think Isabella's ceiling is like what two catches, seventy five yards, and a score. You're hope you're praying, you're praying he busts off one. And he has a fifty-five yard touchdown catch. That that's it. Like I think like his max is like he will not. Has he ever caught more than like two balls in a game ever? I don't think so. No, Period? I don't think so. I know a lot late last year he had like a seventy-five yard touchdown. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was, that late, was pretty, late, yeah. late, 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 late. Yeah, 80, I probably I won't end up there. I'll probably just. I would rather play Mike Williams or Tate just, or Slayton or some of those guys. But I think there's enough I, value on the slate in, in a large field. Like a lot of entries, if you're multi-entering, I don't. I mean, I don't hate it, but single entry, three max, no thanks. I just think there's enough value at other positions. We don't have to go there. That's yeah. my whole thing. Yeah. Like, if it was like we're talking about, we're at week twelve, week thirteen, and we're just like trying to sell ourselves to how do we get the dudes in by playing one dude that might get four or five targets. I'm with you. Um, I mean, with, with two six k running backs that are fucking like close to locks. That that's the part where I have a hard problem with it. Yeah, so let so let's talk about so before we go into tight end, just real quick to wrap it up. If you're not playing, uh, you know, outside of the Cowboys Seahawks, uh, I guess you know Cardinals Lions game uh, to a certain extent, and then the Atlanta pass catchers. Like, what would be the group 
what, what, what team are you looking to get wide receivers from next? Would you say? Um, I, I, I like the Detroit side. He said outside of that game, Derek. Yeah. Chicago. I know, I know, like, I, I know. Like, I would be looking for Deshaun Jackson. I'd be looking for Deshaun Jackson on Philly. Oh, God. Uh, I would prefer like the tight ends there. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, trap, baby. I would probably say Pittsburgh against Houston. Oh, that's going to. Yeah, I forgot about that. Give me that. Okay. I think that game's going to go completely overlooked. Yeah. I like that call. Um, I'll also go I'll, – I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll also say like Slayton and Golden Tate because okay. of the pace of that game. I was gonna say we we talked about Giants and nobody wanted to say Giants, so uh, I'll no, say it, that's, man. That's good. I mean 40, 4,900 and forty five hundred, and you're yeah. getting probably most of the targets because San Francisco is really good against the tight ends. I will I will have a Giants build this week just so I can play all the dudes with all like, the dudes. We know all the dudes for Maddie. So we know all the running backs are dog. Like yeah. they're they're terrible. So like they're gonna have to throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about this tight ends, guys. Let's let, let's move it over to tight ends before we get into defense and close out this slate. Um, tight end here, you know George Kittle. He's still on the injury report there. Sixty three hundred for him. Uh, outside of him, you got three touchdown man Tyler Higby coming in at fifty nine hundred. Darren Waller who popped off on Monday Night Football there, 5,700. Noah Fant uh, going against Tampa Bay, 5,400. TJ Hawk, 53. Janu, 52. Zach Ertz and Evan Ingram are your 5K roundups there. Goddard comes in at 4,900. Um, let's let's talk about this late and just open it up because uh, is, is it Hayden Hurst week again, boys? I mean, he's 4,700 going against a t- – now, listen, so they haven't, they haven't given up big plays – so to speak, to tight ends, right? But, like, you see Evan Ingram, he gets a 20-yarder against this defense. I think they gave up another 20-yarder there in week one, the Bears, that is. Um, And Evan Ingram, you know, get right spot. Six catches, I think he had 50 yards there. Um, In week one, they gave up another six catches, 50 yards. And so you're looking at it like if if the Bears defense is able to get pressure on Matt Ryan, like, where's he most likely to look to? And I think it's going to be Hayden Hurst, who's, you know, kind of coming into that security blanket role there. Um, could ease, You know, I, I'm talking about just garnering looks and touches, and, and then maybe you get a, a touchdown out, out of him for the tight end. And I just want guys who are, who are getting looks. So you're looking at him. He's 4,700, I believe, this week, $100 more or $100 more than he was last week. Um, Dalton Schultz is there, too, at 4500 um, in that game against Seattle, if you want that. And then you're, you're looking at teams that you can attack tight ends against, right? So, like, we have – we want to attack teams like Washington and, and, and Cleveland. And so you're looking at guys like Logan Thomas, who who's on Washington, pl- playing against Cleveland there. He's 3700 He can't get back there. It's, the problem is, is that he's tied to Dwayne Haskins, right, who missed him wide open for a touchdown – overthrew him uh which could have made his day uh nicer there and then an austin hooper for cleveland who's 4400 and can you trust him i I don't know with with the guys that they have there um but those would be the spots that we would look to on the slate um outside of the top guys so yeah i mean i i I do like 
Philly um, tight ends. It's just which one do you pick between Zach Ertz and Goddard? And and maybe I am leaning towards Goddard because he is the cheaper price and gives me some salary relief there for, you know, just as much of a ceiling as, as what we're seeing right now from the usage. But I, I do have interest in, in a Hayden Hurst again. I do have interest in uh, Logan Thomas at cheap. Where are you guys looking at for, for tight end this week? Uh, Maddie, I'll start with you. Love the Logan Thomas call. Uh, Cleveland gave up ten touchdowns to tight ends last year. They've already given up three this year. Uh, Logan Thomas's market shares. He's got twenty five percent of the air yards and twenty seven percent of the target share, which that twenty seven percent is higher than Terry McLaurin's. Um, Seventh and routes run. Yeah, like he's thirty seven hundred. It's the best matchup on the board, and the volume's high. Like I, I just. It's really, really hard for me to get off Logan Thomas um, this week. I'm grinning ear to ear because that's that that's and, and he busted as the damn chalk last week. Yeah. So how 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 high do you think he comes in rostered this week? I love that damn call. I I I think that he's gonna come in under where dude, he, where where he should be because is Doyle unless, gonna be out? Doyle hasn't practiced. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he hasn't I, practiced yet. I Mo think Alley. people are gonna play Mo Alley Cox over Logan yep. Thomas. I think people are going to play Jordan Reed against the yep. Giants. Jordan Reed. Which, yep. Can we can we talk about how Shanahan said I'm going to keep Jordan Reed on a a 10 play snap count? I nuclear. <laughs> my face might melt if I talk about that shit cuz I was tilting oh. I was tilting so damn hard cuz I was like everybody that played him last week was like, "Look, it's Jordan Reed. I got him for 2600." And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, Can we talk about the fact that, like, you just shot straight in the dark? Like, you were just pissing in the wind? Like, there's no way you knew what his snap share was going to be? Like, at all? Like, Shanahan, Shanahan literally said... So you, 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 you fall ass backwards now. into bad yeah. process, and you're like, look at me, I got two touchdowns. Like, get out of <laughs> here, man. Like, that's just bad. The words like, Kittle, Kittle being out doesn't change anything for Jordan were what told me okay, he's going to play 10 to 12 snaps, and okay, you guys can have your 2,600 tight end playing 10 snaps. And exactly. Then smashed. Yeah, of course, then he catches two tighties, he leads the team in targets, and we all look like right. freaking donkeys. And I'm like, bruh, I, look, I'm old enough to remember when Ross, Ross Dwelly caught two tighties, so I wasn't going to believe that Jordan Reed was just going <laughs> to, you know, all of a sudden be a thing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you, man. I think that pre- people are going to play Moali Cox. I, I'm in love with Logan Thomas. I'm like, yeah. at his price, man, is he, it's, I'll put it this way. Is he a lock? Uh, man. Because if not, who the hell are you playing and who are you paying up for and why? Like, whenever you look at stats, like, he checks all the boxes. And I just, it's, the only concern is, is Logan Thomas. But Well, I know, but like Cleveland right now, they're out. Grant Delpit's yeah. out. Yeah, like they, at, right now, and I know we it's only got two no games. Mm-hmm. We only got two games to look at, but they've allowed the second most receptions and three touchdowns, the second most in the NFL to tight ends right now. Like, I just think that people are not going to want to go back. As we talk about, yeah. like the the field's gotten sharper. I don't think that people are going to want to go back and play Logan Thomas when he just busted as the damn chalk. Like, I, I agree. I don't think people are going to want to do it. I think they're going to get a and play Moali Cox and say we had 100 yards. I actually wonder if people are going to play like, oh, my gosh, who's down here in this I range? think people will play Drew Sample too, man. Drew I Sample. was just yeah. about to say that. Like he had set, what, seven targets last week? Yeah. 
Um, R- rookie quarterback, Noah Zuma. I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to play the enigma that is Dalton Schultz. Like, I, I, there's, there's no way, man. Like, that... that I, I can't. So so, what about the Cardinals? Just, I mean, just signing. So Jordan so with Thomas. Dan so with Dan Arnold though, I I will say this: he is ninth. They just in signed Jordan Thomas on the air. Okay, I'm just saying if you want to go cheaper, he's what twenty eight hundred because he dropped in price. He was a little bit more expensive last week. He's twenty eight hundred. He's ninth in routes run. His snap share went up with Max Williams out from fifty three percent to seventy percent. He received four targets. Christian Kirk could be out, like we already talked about. We already discussed this. And right. he seems to be, um, you know, somebody that was without Christian Kirk that could see an even higher. I mean, so expecting him to say, if he saw maybe six to eight targets, I don't think it's crazy. We know that Larry Fitzgerald's dust. He's super cheap. He doesn't need a lot to pay off. And, and he's running Detroit. routes. And that's what, well, that's what we're looking for against Detroit. So... Right. How, how much is he lining up, Kev? You got it pulled up. Is he in the slot, or are they lining up, uh, him up in line? He's played 21% of the snaps from the slot. Uh, okay. So he has 19 slot snaps. Okay. 61 air yards. Mm. He's, uh, no, his, yeah, average tar- his average target. target distance is 10th with 10.2. He has one deep target, which That's isn't a whole lot for right though. now. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I know I was kind of joking, I mean, but like, I, last, I don't hate week, it, last man. Last week, they were, cru- I mean, they, they were crushing Washington. They really didn't have to throw the ball that much. It's not like they were pressed and need to throw the ball that much. He still saw four targets last week, you know, in a game where they didn't really have to throw the ball that much. So let me, let me ask you guys this. Is there a tight end on this slate where they score enough points where you're like, oh, shit, I better have him? Where they break it? Where they break it. If not... I don't think it – like, why even waste your salary at tight end? This week does not feel like a week because we don't have Mark Andrews. We don't have Kelsey. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, thinking. With that, that game on Monday night. You know, I don't know what Kittle – even if, if if he does play, I don't know. Maybe Hunter Henry. Maybe Hunter Henry. I'm actually going to go off the yeah. board. So you're talking about Hamler. Tell me why or craft me a narrative about, especially versus Tampa, who can't cover no the tight end. Can Noah Fant catch two tutties this week and be the alpha in that offense? Yeah, he was pretty good Jer- last week. I mean, Jerry Judy's banged up too. I think he had what a knee yeah, or a groin. He, like, yep. There's he a scored a touchdown Noah- last week. I mean, really, I mean, he was four for five, fifty-seven yards and a touchdown against Pittsburgh. Which there's you a- know, we know how good that defense is when I mean, they're linebacking core. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think Noah Fant. I mean, Noah Fant has that that speed, um, the ability to break off a long touchdown that a lot of tight ends don't. And he's gonna see a lot of targets, so he's he probably great week one. He he's great he week one. He had five for eighty-one in the first damn half, and then all of a sudden, like they were just like, nah, like screw it. He was yeah, about to go damn nuclear, and they were just like, eh, let's just go away from it. Like let's just target like Jerry Judy. Let's just do some other different crap because this is working too damn well. Like he got all of that production in the first freaking half, and I was like, what are y'all doing, man? But like. He's the guy that, like, if everybody else is dead around him, and Tampa, I'm going to pull it up. Like, they were not good versus the tight end last year. Um, And I want to say they're still not good versus the tight end. Yeah, they're 22nd in DVOA against them this year. It's only two games, but they were really bad last year. We know the corners are good, um, or at least that's that's where I stand. I think their corners are actually good. Um, 
Tampa was they were twenty seventh against the tight ends last year. Like I think that there's a path to Noah Fant to get like freaking ten targets, and we know Jeff Driscoll doesn't give two shits who's gonna throw the ball down the field. Or if it's not him, it'd be yeah. Blake Bortles. Oh God! I, yeah, I, 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 I'd say <laughs> that if Bortles have more time, I think next week it's 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 definitely in play for for Bortles to Bortles. I mean, I think he'll be active this week. I mean, he's oh, yeah, yeah. not starting. No, 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 no. But, he'll be yeah. he'll be the emergency dude. Yeah, so I, I mean, they played Carolina Carolina last week, so like you're not getting much out of that for Ian Thomas. But week one against the Saints, you got Jared Cook going for five and eighty against against them. So Tampa's not great against the tight ends. Like if there's an avenue for you to attack, and Tennessee is not good against the tight ends either. Like they are legit one of the worst teams in the NFL against tight ends. And Shermer. Has I mean we've seen him he he fed he fed Evan Ingram when Evan Ingram was like actually on the field over those like last few years when with the Giants I like I know that people will talk about Higby I don't think that Higby gets a lot of run Waller's actually now banged up Belichick's been in the news talking about like he knows how good he is so he's gonna t- do everything he can to take him out of the game plan mm-hmm. um, Hawkinson's probably chalk because it moves versus Arizona. And everybody and their damn mamas is going to sit and still play the hashtag flowchart, which I don't know if I really believe that. We have two games and freaking Kittle caught like everything until his knee gave out. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think Kenny Galladay being back as well is going to hurt Hawkinson's. Uh, oh yeah, there. as well as Amendola, man. Like T- Hawkinson had a great matchup last week, and they didn't feed him last week. No, when Galladay wasn't there, <laughs> so. Um, do you guys I mean, think though that Zach Ertz though at fifty one hundred that's just too cheap and that he, I mean he could be the guy that really pops off? Could be. He, he could get there. I mean, th- him and Goddard are the only ones that get red zone looks. It's it's those two and then Arcega Whiteside. That well, have who the else they gonna looks. throw to? Like little ass. Goddard's been Goddard's been blocking two more. Like Ertz is actually I think well, I want to say off the top of my head he's best in and in routes run too. Like. Goddard had the, the big game week one, but Ertz ran more routes than him. It just happened to go to Goddard. Um, like, yeah, I, I think Ertz. that Ertz, Ertz and Fan are the guys that scare the shit out of me as far as, yeah, like, Ertz. if they break the damn slate. Especially Ertz, how cheap Ertz he is. So 5,100 for Zach Ertz is way too cheap. Yeah, I agree. And Cincinnati can't Cincinnati can't stop a damn – like, they can't stop a, a light breeze. Well, it's just kind of funny with Ertz because of the narrative, right? Because of how well Goddard did the first week. So people all came out and like, oh, the contract stuff. They must not like Zach Ertz. But if you really just looked at the numbers, like he he did the same stuff as Dallas Goddard. He just didn't, you know, he just didn't capitalize off of it because he's third in routes run. He is eighth in targets, uh, ninth in air yards. Like everything's there. It just, he just it just didn't happen for him week one. And so the, the, he's just too cheap. And that he he. And probably, God. like you mentioned, Noah Fant would be the two guys, uh, especially at their prices, that, that, that kill you. Now that we talk about it, I really need to get Ertz exposure. I know. I know. The yeah. more Kevin's <laughs> talking about it, like, I'm here, Kevin's talking, Kev talking gonna about it. He's going to go 8, 90, and 2. Is I know. I was do. like, God, Ertz is going to break the damn slate. No I'm Rager. Like, I've got to play. Yeah, Rager's out. Like, uh, uh, Sanders is back. It's just, like, I, this could be a, a wince just, like, dude. like, yeah. Wins hones in on his dudes. Dude, like stack the Giants, play Dalvin Cook, play Zach Ertz. All the dudes, baby. All the All dudes. All the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right.
right, uh, let's let's close it out here with with defense. Uh, before we build our be- before we build our traditional uh, slate with Derek joining us, uh, but defense we got this week, and, and I'm just gonna open it up to the field because defense has just been a crapshoot this week. I'm probably just gonna play the Jets at 2K. They're on the road against Indy, but what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> let's just you know they're going against Philip Rivers. They got three sacks in, uh, in each one of their two games that they played so far this year. Um, you know, fuck it. If they if they luck into you know a defensive touchdown, hopefully they get some sacks. It's Philip Rivers. Maybe the Colts don't score their implied total. They're 2K. How is it not Giants? At twenty seven hundred, tell me that with Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, sorry ass. You, like, how is it not the Giants? Have you seen the Giants' corners? I I don't care. I Have actually you seen Nick I Mullins? care. Nick Mullins I, is actually not that bad. I actually he think the Giants' defense awful is not that last bad. week. Giants' defense is is. They've, they've got six sacks in two weeks playing Chicago and Pittsburgh. I'm just I'm I'm probably with Ryan. I'm just gonna punt and just play, just play the damn Jets and log out like. I think that there's there's a path for that game to where I, the, we know the Colts are, are are beat up. They're without Paris Campbell. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's on his last freaking leg after I played him last week, and he he looked like he was ancient. That like they are legit like a past like they're gonna do everything. They're gonna sell out to freaking stop Jonathan Taylor, who quietly has only broken, I want to say, like, one, maybe two tackles. Like, he's gotten there on volume, but he hasn't been as elusive as you think he is. Like, I think there's a path. Like, I'm probably just going to, like, play the Jets and log out. It's a uh, 44 total. Indy's favored by 11. Which it went up. Actually, it was at it 10. Opened, I want to say it got some more juice. Today. It, opened it, it opened at 7. It is at 11 now. But the Jets are yeah. the. I mean, that's just the Jets. The Jets are horrible. Everybody yeah, knows they're horrible. But yeah, like their you're, defense you're backing can. You're an Adam Gase led team. <laughs> is what I know. You're doing. Sure. Well, I'm 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 putting my chips it's, into. They're just gonna sell out to stop the damn run, and then is I'm there, putting my, Is there any way we can get to Washington at three K? Is Ugh. that too much against Baker, who we know is horrible under pressure? Uh, oh damn it, Maddie! I want to say yes, but I. Can't say I yes. ha- and you know I hate paying up even remotely yeah. for defense. Well, if you're gonna punt this week, who would you punt with? Because I know you're on team punt defense. Now, who I was, are you gonna punt with? I was looking at the Giants myself at twenty seven hundred, but that's not even really like a full punt. I, like, but like below that, like Every, we're talking about like like legit punt, like so it's like top it's, the bottom five. Who are you gonna go with? It's it has to be the Jets because everybody, all these other defenses are horrible playing against. You know, somewhat decent. Or the totals are good, or they're good quarterbacks, or, yeah, like, you right. can't play the Lions, you can't play the damn Raiders, can't play the Panthers, you can't play the Texans, or the Vikings. Um, we, yeah. we talked about the Cowboys are, are garbage, Bengals are garbage. I mean, it's really the Jets, or who's going to pay up to? Like, the, the very first one is, what, the Giants. or the Eagles? Like, if you're going to play the Giants, why not pay $100 more and just play the Eagles? I've been trying to pay 300 more and pay and play Washington, who's got 11 sacks in two games. I mean, I'm sure you you're go, you're going to be able to get to Washington on on giant stacks, Maddie. Yeah, you know, I think you're right because because you're gonna you're gonna save enough salary there to where you feel more comfortable paying up for a three K defense. But if you're you know if you're getting in guys, you know the the Russ Seattle stack or the Dallas stack, and you're looking to save you know dollars to get 
up elsewhere and not play, playing a Logan Thomas at tight end, right? Like you got you yeah. got to get up fifteen more hundred to get to a guy like Zach Ertz. So you're going to want those dollars. <laughs> I just think it's so important to just fill your defense last because defense, like it's so unpredictable. Well, so if you need if you need the seven hundred from like if you got twenty six hundred left, don't blow up your bill just to get up a hundred dollars to the Giants and just play the Jets. So, the Browns have played. They played the Bengals. Who they play week one? The Ravens. Yeah. My my only problem with pay, with paying up to Washington is that we know that Cleveland's offensive line is really good and they're allowing the third lowest pressure rate right now. So, like, it's giving a lot of credence to the Washington line, um, defensive line, which I'm not saying they're good. They are legit good, but are are we underrating the Cleveland's offensive line in the process of that, though? Then if that's the case, why are we not playing Baker Mayfield and OBJ? Because my concern— I, I con- got in here late. I mean, I didn't—yeah. Did, I, <laughs> my, I, I, my concern I, with him is he's going to be sure. under pressure a lot, and he's absolute dog shit under pressure. Yep, yeah, he hasn't been under pressure, and we saw what he did versus the Bengals. Yeah, I, I wasn't worried about him being under pressure against Cincinnati. Yep, right. But I had no interest in him against Baltimore. But I mean, like, I I can get behind the OBJ play. I don't know if I can get behind like a full Baker play, but I can get behind OBJ. Um, that that's my whole thing with like Washington. Like, if you're gonna pay up. Like, if we think that Cleveland's offensive line can can keep Baker upright or just keep, you know, from, from sacks, like, I mean, at that point, man. I, I mean, the, for after Washington, the next tier of got, of a defense I would want to play would be either the Chargers at 3,600. I always want to play the Steelers, but <laughs> they're 4K, and I'm not paying 4K for a defense. Yeah, that's tough. That's so, I, I mean, char- right, Chargers so, or Tampa, I guess. So getting behind a little bit more of this Giants call here, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to kind of come around on this Giants call only because, yes, I think the corners are bad. But if you look at San Francisco through two games, um, we, I mean, Mullins isn't – he and Mobile, San Francisco's allowing the third highest pressure rate in the NFL right now. So, I mean, if we're talking about getting after the quarterback – yeah, no, no, and like when I was looking into the Giants were on just uh, what were they prime time slate against Pittsburgh or somebody recently? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I was looking into their Pittsburgh's individual matchups against the corners, and I remember saying to myself that these corners aren't that bad, and like this defense as a whole looks better on paper than we're giving them credit for, especially compared to last year. Their their personnel is different than last year. It's not the same group of guys. Um, Bradbury looked like he was washed in week one. Like, he got burnt for two touchdowns. Now, he bounced back and had a really, really damn good game in week two. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess part of it is how, how much are we Did they play last week? They played they Chicago. Played, they played Chicago they played last Chicago. week. They got two sacks. Uh, two because sacks it, on Big Ben in week one. They got four last week on Trubisky it, and four. It took two Pittsburgh a while to get rolling in that game. Like Pittsburgh was struggling to move the ball. Well, there. And, okay. and, Pitt, and that and that middle Pittsburgh, linebacker got tossed, right? Pittsburgh down gets tossed. They were down a few of their linemen week one, as early as week one too. So I, I guess it's a it's a middle road. I mean, I, I yeah. it's it's here or there. I guess my whole thing with the Giants is like, 
I would almost rather maybe get the correlation if I'm going to go up that high and just, like, pair Sanders with the Philly defense and Burrow we know is going to be throwing a ton. Um, you talk about Nikel Roby Colvin's good. Slay is, is going to be on A.J. Green a good bit. Good, yeah. I just don't know about, like, I don't know what A.J. Green's got left in the tank, dude. Like, I – he nah. has not looked good. He looks dusty. He looks he looks like he's not moving the way that he should be. If we're I'm more on the side of like all of his volume is a great way to like get rid of him than him being actually a thing this year. So um I, I'd much rather just get the other the extra hundred and get up to the to the Eagles and get the correlation play with Sanders. Aren't they without a few of their pass rushers? Like didn't Brandon Graham or somebody get hurt? I'd have to go back and look. Um That was at like the beginning of the year. I can't remember, to be honest. There's so many injuries that I can't keep up with them all. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I try. Like, <laughs> but that was all last week. Like, as our lineups all got set ablaze, like, all I saw was torn this, pulled that, torn this, he's out. Like, I can't keep up with him, man. He's a god. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. Ryan. No, Brandon Graham right, came so back last week. Brandon Graham and oh, Derek Barnett. Last week. So we're both back last one, week. Then. Okay. okay. Yeah, so the defense is healthy then, right? Yeah, so then they're healthy. So then, so then it's just pay up to get the Eagles, right? And the concern with the Eagles has always been they've got a good front seven, and now they ha- and they have no corners. Well, now they have they have Slay and Roby Coleman now, so that's not even an issue. Yeah. What are the so can we, on the Eagles defense? I'm just curious if you guys have any reads on this. Why are they giving up like the league's most production to tight ends? Um. Well, they lost Malcolm Jenkins. I wonder if Jalen Mills uh, didn't they move they moved Mills to safety, right? I'm almost positive about that because oh, I know they were they? working him out. Mm, I'm not sure. They were working him out at safety because he played safety a little bit at LSU. Because um, Logan Thomas had a solid game against them week one, oh, wow. and then last week Higby <laughs> tore them to shreds. I'm I'm almost like turnstile Jalen Mills. I'm almost po- <laughs> I'm almost positive Jalen Mills got moved to safety um, unless they changed something. I, I I haven't looked at the Eagles defense Dude, in a while. I was since, wondering like, God. And the offseason, you yeah, look he's, at that he's, chart? yes, he's starting safety. He he took uh, Jenkins' spot. <laughs> that Dude, that would explain was, it. Then. That's why that was that's target why. Okay. wide receivers so, every week against Jalen Mills. Dude, okay, guys, every so we'll week play <laughs> tight ends against the Eagles. Then moving forward. God, so, yeah. so, so, what, what, so what did I hear? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did I don't hear? Don't play Drew Sample. Was that Drew Sample week? Was that Drew Sample? I will play Logan Thomas for two hundred dollars more. I'm not. Is, it, is that the name of the episode? Drew Sample week by Matt. No. Drew Sample. <laughs> this is not Adam Gase butthole text. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Sample, forty percent owned in cash. By games. the way, by the way, before we close this out, where do we stand on that? Because I thought the Patriots put up some uh, they put up some points last week, right? Yeah, did they? Did they? I think they, 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 they put up some points. I'm just man. praying. I'm just praying Adam Gase fucking ass gets hired or gets fired here anytime. <laughs> then, then that offense can take off. Then Braxton Berrios is going ham, baby. Braxton Berrios. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Chris Herndon. It it wasn't oh. bad week one. It oh, wasn't bad. Herndon. It was like twenty-one to seventeen, I think. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't bad week one, but then week two, I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it Every time Dan rushes one in, I'm just like, yes, let's go. <laughs> It might be uglier this week, too, Kev. It's looking rough for you. For those of you guys who don't know, it's Jets versus Patriots. Who scores more points? I'm playing Sam Darnold this week. Fuck it. (laughs) Send the screenshot, Kev. Send the screenshot. Um, 
All right, before we before we wrap up this pod, we're right over the two hour mark. It's been good conversation, guys. Thanks for everybody who's joining us here for the DGen Nation pod. You see the social channels there. If you're watching along with us, follow us on Twitter at ff underscore authority. The DGen Nation pod at DGen Nation pod on Twitter. Fancy Authority on YouTube, on Instagram, and then we got the Facebook. You're watching on YouTube and Periscope. We appreciate that. Let's get into this. Not only the slate breakdown, we just did that. The Millie, or not Millie Maker, we're doing the $5 build now. Single entry, that's pretty much, and Kev's on the boat now, Derek. You missed that at the beginning, but Kev's on the single entry boat, three max boat. He's he's ro- ro- reeling in the GPP exposure and coming over to the dark side, so we appreciate that. And that's what we've been doing with the main you know, the slate. The kid will do that to you, baybody. It'll take hey, the 150s out of play. Hey, Corey in chat just told Kev to send head to head, send head to head. Send head to head. Yes, put that up. Corey Volk, shout out to you, baby. Keep keep the fire coming in the Slack and in the YouTube chat. Let's go. But yeah, we're doing we're doing the DraftKings build in the five dollars single entry seventy five k huddle on DraftKings lineup did cast last week. Let's see if we can do that again. Derek, you're the guest this week, man. So why why don't you help us out here and and let us know how this build is going to be by starting it off with the first pick. Derek wasn't oh, even a guest. He was. I'm just, not even a guest. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a, I'm a he was just that a is Trojan true. horse. Just, that is true. He came by the door. Shows up unannounced. Just surprise. I was sitting there watching a movie on my damn couch, and I was kid. like, all of a sudden, Kev sends a link. I was like, oh, well, well, damn. I guess I gotta. Horse into our pod. I'm about to cut that link. I couldn't believe it when you showed up on here in Brady Bunch style. I was like, oh shit, that's Derek. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with Maddie's great call here, Dalvin Cook. Let's lock. It, baby i love it so much all right dalvin cook is our first running back uh let's see since since that was your play maddie why don't you go ahead next um let's go with let's go with slayton 49 uh, lean into that stack son <laughs> uh, I, I, I see what you do i see you hey he's don't good value either way so i see you i don't force anybody's hand Kev, I want Sanders, so where are you at? That's Cook, Sanders, and Slayton. Uh, give me Allen Robinson. Robinson, the boy, 6,200. That leaves us 49.80 per position, uh, 24.9 for the rest of these positions. Quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, flex, defense. Derek, back on you. I mean, we talked about it, man. You can't get away from Logan Thomas. I like it. Let's go. Logan Thomas at tight end. That now moves it up to 5,300 per position. Trying to give us that money, baby. Quarterback, wide receiver, flex, defense. I didn't want to push it too hard, like going quarterback and sealing it. I wanted uh, one of y'all to do that since I'm a party crasher. Hell yeah. I'd see the wheels turning, Maddie. I see them. <laughs> Maddie's thinking about do I or do I not? I, I mean, know, I, know. I don't know. I don't think we really have a choice at this point. Uh, I mean, I guess we kind of do. Yeah. We still have a choice. 5,300. That's that's workable. Depends Especially with defense. Hang Are you on. going? We can go with that Trubisky stat. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is, is I can pick a running back and leave Kev with the Trubisky play with Allen Robinson. And then what? Get the run back on Ridley? Ridley or Gage. Yeah, you could do Gage, yeah. You could All right, do let's, Gage. Let's go uh let's go Kenyon Drake in the flex. 
God, 6K is just so cheap. It, was DK drunk when they made the price on Sanders and, and, and Drake? Like, I guess, what, man. What is I that, think they were. man? Like, that's... Uh, I don't that's get crazy. it. That's crazy. I don't get that. All right, so we've got our running backs are Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, Rakeen Drake in the flex. Darius Slayton, Allen Robinson are two wide receivers. Still need one more. Logan Thomas at tight end. We got a uh, quarterback and defense opened up as well, too. I'm 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 gonna just jump in here because I want to open this up. Put the Jets defense in there. Give us some money. Oh, this is gonna work out perfectly. Brian yeah, and Trubisky, Kevin, you guys. Trubisky, Trubisky you. quarterback, and then you have, you know, what seventy five hundred for Calvin Ridley. Perfect, perfect and Ridley or, or Julio. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. You gotta go Ridley. That works the way he's been used. Yep. So we so we got the uh, Bears stack. <laughs> unbelievably or not unbelievably if you know kev uh always gets his way to try and make it work first time back on the podcast <laughs> missing a week uh trubisky dalvin cook miles sanders darius slayton Allen robinson calvin ridley logan thomas Kenyon drake jets d with 300 left on the table that is getting submitted and that is going to put a stamp on the week three main slate breakdown uh, here on the DGen Nation pod for DraftKings and with the Fantasy Authority. Um, Derek, we got to thank you first. Thanks for taking the time and uh, jumping in and, and <laughs> pretty much, as they call it now, Zoom bombing, I think. You just Zoom bomb the <laughs> shit out of our podcast um, <laughs> with Kev sending you the invite. But, man, without the whiskey, like, too. Professionally looking and not like half naked or you know he he really right. could have you know done a number to us but right no, no whiskey I mean, on wednesdays huh i haven't stood up yet maddie so we're, we're making some assumptions <laughs> here um just gonna say that uh but yeah he wasn't uh, netflix and chilling before he hopped on so i guess i, I love mean, it i love it, it you know work from home now the pants are always optional my, my dude um, but no, shit. Thank y'all for having me. Unless you play sample, then wear four pairs of jeans. Then you should net. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> then, then three condom and pray life. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but nah, man. Thank y'all for having me. This was a freaking blast. I mean, you, you know, I, I can't. Kev sends a link. I mean, that's why I was like, I, I did the. Uh, are you? I, I was like, I even asked him. I said, Are you sure? Um, you want this to happen? And you're always welcome. You're always, it's it's always great entertainment and great uh, always welcome here. Great, uh, well, great show whenever whenever the the four of us are together. So, I feel like uh, I, I could I, never I, pass I, up on the opportunity. I feel like I, I wasn't doing my, my my due diligence. I didn't rope you into another bet, at least on this show. So it's I'm gonna put this in the loss column. But uh, no, nah, man, thank y'all for having me. This was a freaking blast. Oh, always we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have you on again a couple more times here for a full for a full show. So. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. you definitely you definitely come back on check in to see how much uh, angst you're causing Kev when the Jets D or when the Jets offense is completely in shambles. Um, well, we're not we're one hundred percent doing Thanksgiving. That that you just go ahead and lock yourself let's in do for it. that. Oh yeah, let's yeah. do it. Always oh, yeah. always a fun that. time to talk about that slate, man. And, and yeah. you guys, you follow Derek on Twitter at dbro underscore ffb if you aren't already. Go and follow this man. He is the, I mean, just the truth. And the Josh Kelly whisperer, giving you some love out there uh, for that call. 
Um, but yeah, you know, we got to sign off here for week three, guys. We appreciate everybody who's been tuned in uh, for the entire time. As always, the DJ Nation going strong. DJ Nation Pod is where you can find us on Twitter. If you're watching us right now, you see the socials at the bottom. But if not, you guys got to go onto the Fantasy Authority YouTube page, subscribe all there, get the content that's coming out, redraft content, dynasty content, DFS content, which we know that you guys love. Check that out. Fantasy Authority on Twitter at F. FF underscore authority. That's where all the stuff will come through in the hub. And then our Instagram channel is popping off. Thanks to Cody Cutzer. He's hitting he's hitting us up there. The fantasy authority is where you can find that. Signing off for week three for Maddie Dickinson at Maddie DFS, Kevin Steele at Fantasy Rat 13, and myself, Ryan Alexander underscore W all on Twitter. We'll see you guys in the Slack chat. And we'll see you guys hopefully on the leaderboards on the D on the DFS slates on DraftKings. It's the DJ Nation Pod Week Three. What it be? We out. You think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? When well, you better get used to the way the war back. I see what you got. Adventures and outfits. But that's a great boy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.